well, this is kind of interesting. And then you play a little bit longer and you're like, oh, do I like this? And then you play a little bit longer. You're like, I think this is really good. Play a little bit longer. And you're like, I really enjoy this. This is a great game. And then you play a little longer. And they break your heart. Let's grind through the end of the week. It's the Grinding Gear Podcast. Great clip selection today, Kyle. Good work. Easy to find. Easy Ooh. to find. Oh, is it? Is it yeah, easy to find? One of the top shorts on the Final Fantasy YouTubery. <laughs> <laughs> that voice is Kyle. This voice is Garrett. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. And we're chilling here with Jesse Cox making a return to the program. Kyle, is this our first return guest? Oh, on this? Yeah. Yeah. On I think this, this is uh, our first return guest. This edition of the show? Yeah. The... Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome J- back. Jesse, you were this the, guy? You were the first uh, two time guest on the program. <laughs> I'm two timing? Damn. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> when life. you say it like that, it sounds like I was insulting you, but <laughs> here, we, here we find ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited because I need you to figure out. Where do you stand in my intro? Are you at break your heart yet? I don't know. We'll never mm. know. Oh, Where yeah. were you? Oh, yeah. When was that produced? Yeah, yeah. As a, a spoiler free short. Where a, were you in that short mm. is the question. Oh, I had beaten everything. Oh, I was, okay. I was oh, caught everything. up to date. So you had, so you had, you had advancing. You had walked the end. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. When did you make the one year versus 15 years video when, oh when was that God. 2021 maybe because i remember i remember i watched it before i was playing and i was like what the hell is that even galleon thing what the and we just did that like two weeks ago we did a uh, ruby weapon and i was like oh that thing's awesome why is it what's it why is it in a, a video game how how does that work and then i saw the sniper rifle bit you know on some clip and Asmogol was playing robot uh, Alexander. So it all kind of made this bizarre cornucopia while I'm like getting in a realm of born and being like, does this game ever actually go there? Yeah. What mean, the yeah. Meanwhile, I, I was trying my free trial and I loaded into Gridania and I uninstalled the game the same day. Uh, and uh, it took a full year of uh, my friend bothering me to give it another shot before me and the internet. It's- yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that uh, I'm hoping that in whatever happens at FanFest, they will say, and now introducing a brand new starting area. Because I feel like this game needs that tremendously. Mm. Just because the experience you had, the experience I had, the experience most people I know have is going in. They see all the hype, all the things we're about to talk about today. And then they have to start in a realm of born and it's like, <sighs> enjoy 40 hours of being kind of let down. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. rough. And, and uh, so if you haven't picked up on this already, folks, we're probably just going to talk about final fantasy today. It's going to be like a final fantasy special. Uh, very similar to the last time you were on Jesse. We're going to, we're just going to talk a lot of final fantasy 14. Um, cool. And, 
so that's kind of a warning for the folks that come by ex- expecting the all around the world of video game talk that we usually do here. And now here's a warning for Final Fantasy 14 players. Um, uh, we just finished Shadowbringers 5.3. So if you haven't gotten up to that point, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So, you know. Tree flow spoiler. I wouldn't say uh, no run particular aw- order. Yeah, don't run away, but maybe save it for later if you're not there yet. There we yeah. go. You do there that. We go. You do that. Wait, you guys have Warhammer talk? Hold on, real quick. Time out. You want a Warhammer? What, time are, you, what are your you factions? Want to, you want to do Warhammer? Oh, I just got into it. Like I literally saw it. Right, the based coming. on just getting in, what's your fact? First off, Warhammer or 40k? I'm doing 40k because well, okay. the 10th edition thing. I'm actually a little sense. curious. Uh, based on like the three times we've talked. What faction do you think Kyle's playing in 40k? Oh, interesting. In 40k? Uh man. I wanna say Kyle is probably uh, you're not cool enough for chaos. I mean, obviously. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh so I don't I I, I feel like I, I wanna believe you won't play it safe and you aren't going uh imperium of man i have to believe that you're you're not going safe so i think you're either what's the is it is it is it necrons in space is it uh necrons or uh ah man i is it orcs are you playing orcs right now what is your vibe yes necron yeah go in the necron they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. I get okay. it. The Tomb Kings, you know, you gotta have some space Tomb Kings. I just I just got this. So I saw the tenth edition coming out. It was like the StarCraft box, basically, and I was like, oh my God. Oh my oh, oh no. Like my nostalgia is, is uh, Tyranids versus Marines. Oh, I need this. And and so I, I got a little excited and I jumped on a little ninth edition this past week, been uh, been building. Did you get the awesome. did you get the set? I can't really see it because of the crop. Yeah, yeah, no, I, well, I got a, it's, it's a recruitment set. So it was like, it was 50 bucks. I, I oh, they okay. actually have like, they have Warhammer stores, like Lego stores. They're just, they just exist. You know, Mr. I, uh, Mr. I hate humans. I'll, uh, I'll take those Marines off your hand. Just if I, Oh, no, uh, Kristen, Kristen's taking them. Are you? Oh, okay. She's okay. going Gary, bloody, Angel, I believe. Uh, so neither of us have ever actually played, uh, but I have painted. I, neither have I. I have painted. I've never <laughs> played. I've only painted or played Total War Warhammer or, or like. Yeah. Dark Tide. I've never played any like I don't play actual game. Total War Warhammer actually has some decent information. Like you'll kind of know the chaos gods a little bit. You'll kind of know like charging bonuses exist and mm-hmm. my like the most fun I've ever had painting Warhammer. Uh and so the the, the only thing that's influenced what I like in uh, 40k is my joy of painting it. So uh my favorite is Plague Marines. They are so much freaking fun to paint. I love it. I love the mix of doing hard, you know, metal armored edges. And then suddenly there's some uh, organic biomass. I got to got to change up my 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 method on. That's all well and good. But can I tell you about the cost effectiveness of chaos? Not only will it corrupt (laughs) your soul, but it'll also save you a buck because chaos works in both 40K and normal mode. It's the exact same thing. And many chaos units come with like um one of them, I'm trying to think which one, one of the big demons, his stand, you can replace either the dead in like 40K version or the normal Warhammer version of like a dead soldier. And you can swap them out depending on what you're playing. And I'm just letting you know. Okay. 
That's good stuff right there. I saw a box on uh on Amazon. 340 skulls. <laughs> so I'm just gonna nice. fill my base with skulls. Nothing but skulls for the skull throne, you know? Like I'm I'm digging it. <laughs> no, it was it was insane. Like I you know, I you go to like a Lego store and you're like, is all you have is Legos? It was it was that with Warhammer. And it was crazy mm. because there was like no pressure or you know, like you know, like when you're in like a a hobby store, but it's kind of like geared towards like model planes and you go for the magic cards and the guy at the front is like, Ugh. <laughs> and kind of gives you that look. Like I was nervous about having that go into a, a, like a general hobby store, but this was nothing but Warhammer. It was really cool. Yeah. I think they're just happy. People care. <laughs> and one sale probably keeps that store afloat for like two weeks. Cause that it's expensive hobby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not painting. I, I, the dude was great. He was like, are you looking to play or paint? And I was like, I just want to learn how to play. And he's like, okay, this and leave. Go before you get overwhelmed. Just get out of my store. Here you go. Here's your little bag. And yeah, <laughs> did, did a good job. Like the did first time job. I ever, I ever bought an entire magic box because I'd never done it before. So I was like, do you have like a whole, whole box I can buy? And they were like, are you kidding me? We would be happy to sell you an entire <laughs> box of Magic <laughs> Gathering cards. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a good time. The, the, just the constant serotonin hit of cracking a pack just for hours on end. Oh, I hate that phrase. Oh, so, so disrespectful. Yeah. Cracking a pack? Yeah, I got to crack some packs. Crack like, a pack? It, like, what do you, it, what do you call it? it, it Fiddling with them, my plastic and, sleeve? And you, what? and you go from front to back with respect for the cards Cracking the pack not when, is you, like, not when you buy a whole box. You're going to be there all day. The only thing slower <laughs> is opening anything in Hearthstone. Yeah, a cracking pack like that. It's literally like the flicking the cigarette onto the gasoline. Like that's kind of the idea you're going through. There's no reverence. You're going to open it up backwards. You're going to flip open your rare and then like throw the rest away. You, you, you need thousands. to get in touch with your inner goblin mode is what I'm hearing, Kyle. I, <laughs> you, you, you're you over there like, mm, I crack my pack with dignity. Well, yes, Slowly and get down here in the mud with the rest of us absolute freaks. <laughs> listen, listen, you, that, you, that's that's the candle thing I've talked about, right? You you get set up, you make the calm environment, you put on the music. It's all it's all about ambiance. Ambiance. It's true. So let's talk about the ambiance of <laughs> of, of uh, the greatest MMO expansion I've ever played. Oh, man, man. oh, wow. Going yeah. right for it. Just going right for the, probably, probably. We'll see how it all shakes out. And Walker may, you know, may win out. I may become overly nostalgic for Heaven's Ward by the end of this. But right now, right now, I'm going to be honest, I kind of just want to take a nap because I'm so emotionally overwhelmed by the experience I just went on. Uh, as I've said in a couple different places, I am experiencing uh, what I can best describe as uh, end of book sadness. Mm -hmm. Um even though I know I can continue, I can jump right back in and there's still plenty of story ahead of me. I, I'm not ready to experience it. I don't want to jump right in. I kind of want to digest what I just experienced because uh, for some reason, you don't follow us in other outlets. Kyle and I just finished uh, Final Fantasy 14 Shadowbringers 5.3, which if you know anything about how F Final Fantasy does their patches is basically the end of the expansion. Like the is starting with point four patches that usually starts to tee up what comes next before everything goes wrong. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Or in this case, uh, it already went wrong because they shoved an Asian in the body of the biggest asshole in the entire game. 
Yeah. But not- it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Seems a yeah. seems a little uh uh like uh the drama kid that just discovered weed. <laughs> I can't I can't and I won't talk about it. <laughs> just know that it's Final Fantasy, so you'll get answers to everything that you have questions about. Mm. But I got uh, I can't talk about it. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> Haven't heard of him before. No idea. You don't know who Fandango is? Yeah, no, the old, old Fan Daniel. No, don't know. That guy's that guy is N Walker. Business. That's that's not us so, today. When we last had you on, weren't we like right before 5.0 or did we just finish 5.0? What was the we oh, talked about you? the end of Stormblood? Yeah. yeah, we were it was before 5.0. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we got we got some distance. Some things mm-hmm. have happened since then. Yeah. I've been I've been following. I was about to say secretly following, but that's a lie. I'm like, hey, you guys <laughs> streaming today. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, let's get straight to the the big question in the room. Am I the person you have res the most? And uh, how shameful should I feel? Uh, No, I uh, probably... (laughs) There are many clips of me dying ridiculously out there uh, on all sorts of fights. So trust me, if anything, I'm paying it forward (laughs) because, (laughs) oh my God, I am not great at some of the more difficult fights in this game. Especially when the the ultimates, if you guys do those, good luck. We've been told. We've been Eventually, told. Eventually, yeah. Ooh, they're rough. They are. Imagine not just memorizing, but also like doing it for eight, nine minutes of a fight. Sometimes fifteen. Just a long, just slog of okay. Stand here. Do this. Move here. Hit this. Press this. Oh, this is a knockback. So you gotta press this thing. It's just like it all has to click. And if you forget one, well, you've killed everyone. It's like oh, 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 oh all right. Yeah. Oof. Oh, it's rough. Big oofers. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes the difficulty isn't the mechanics. It's the longevity of which you must perform them. Yeah. And that's, I mean, there's, there's one, uh, I mean, even extreme fights, there's one that I think anyone, I'm not going to spoil it, what it is, but in N Walker, there's an extreme fight that I think everyone can relate to. It's very orange and it is one of the hardest (laughs) things I've ever done in this game, period. It is a hell battle. And it's like, stand here, find your partner, do this thing. If you don't stay with your partner, you've killed everyone. Oh, Oh, now there's another thing. Okay. Move to the side, move to the center. It's just like. Ah, it doesn't end. So it's just, uh, Oh, it's the worst. You're describing like, uh, yeah, marathon. Like it's the, it's not the memorization that kills you. It's how long you have to be on point with that memorization. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And, and sometimes you hit it and the zone is absolutely correct. And it can even be just when you're talking with your friends and you're playing and you're in it and it's fine. But the minute you think like, oh, yeah, I'm in this fight. What's my next move? You're done. You've, you're like not in the flow anymore. You've already screwed yourself. It's yeah, it's interesting. So you've got that to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> I we're, we're both. Uh, uh, I'm just going to speak for you, Kyle. We're both so impressed with extremes. Like we're I think we both think it's a really like perfect difficulty level for the most part. I mean, certain extremes are significantly harder than others. Um, but in terms of our journey with this game, where almost all of it's been public, like it's very rare we play Final Fantasy 14 off stream. Like it's such a, extremes are dialed in at such a good level for 
being legitimately difficult, but usually still clearable in a single stream. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, I, we have so much damn fun with them. Uh, and it's really brought me, and it's something I wasn't expecting going in. Like uh, once I, once I got in and folks were aware and I started kind of taking in outside thoughts about Final Fantasy 14, I was like, okay, this is a story game. Everyone's here for the story. And I stopped thinking about it like an MMO as someone who loved WoW and played a crap ton of it. Like, but I stopped thinking of Final Fantasy 14 that way. And then when we realized that there were things like min-eye level and the ability to turn off the echo that you could like micromanage your boss experience, they were like, well, wait, we don't have to wait till end game to try difficult boss content. And so we, mm-hmm. we started doing extremes along the way. It was like, oh shit, not only does this game also have a really good story that I'm enjoying playing through, but it's also got some of the best boss content I've experienced in an MMO, which is what really kept me around in World of Warcraft. I, I showed up because I wanted to see the end of the Arthas story because I was a big Warcraft 3 nerd, but then I, I got into the, the end game crack that is pushing raids in World of Warcraft. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, for me as well, that's why I stuck around. Uh, but also it's grating as hell that in between every boss and wow is like 80 packs of trash. And you're just like, I just want to fight the boss. Yeah. I just want to fight. And I think final fantasy somewhere along the line had the smart idea of just like, what if it was only bosses? And it works for me. I'm here for it. Same, same. And like when I, when I talk to folks who are a little standoffish of final fantasy 14, they're like, ah, it takes, it just takes so long to get through a story. And there's a lot of reading and like, well, that's true. I'm like, yeah, but have you have you played other MMOs when it comes to doing the the the, the battle content, the boss content? Because damn, does the game respect your time? I mm-hmm. think uh, maybe okay, maybe not Evilise. The the onboarding for Evilise was a little absurd, uh, but it's still worth it. It's still worth it for <laughs> it, do the raid. The raid's amazing. The the story is nonsense, but the raid's amazing. I, I got a question because in your earlier point or maybe, maybe it was pre-show maybe we were at the top of the show I don't remember um, you, you mentioned like you'd love a new zone to open up and, and mm-hmm. for them to be like hey brand new starting area this is going to be a crafted Endwalker Shadowbringers level experience go for it is that the strategy you'd like to see them go for like that that that's more of like that we made an island wow kind of catch up mechanic or the boat thing they do at every expansion yeah, I mean, I, I personally think that having the option available of like, if you want to start from the beginning, a Realm Reborn exists, go nuts. But if you want to have your catch up and start with everyone else and you don't have to experience the whole story because we're getting a new tale, like, uh, you know, it's this isn't a spoiler for you. 6.0 is like it for this story. Right. Yeah, we've, so, heard, we've heard that before. Yeah, and so everything that comes after that is like, hey, we're going to tell something new. Whatever that new thing is, hopefully we'll find out in July a little bit more. But whatever that is, um, it still takes place with, you know, this world. So there has to be some sort of in for people to be a part of it, right? And I don't know. A Realm Reborn through Endwalker is hundreds of hours of content. And I don't think that's respects, you know, uh, Yoshi P and um, pretty much all the team constantly say the game is about respecting your time. And I don't think that respects anyone's time. That's like, hey, if you want to get in on this game, (laughs) enjoy, which is insane. And so I think having a starting area 
And it could be anything. It could be some sort of version where it quick levels you, or it could be some sort of thing where you start off at 90 and then you do a little like scenario thing and then brings you in like, Oh, you're a brand new adventurer who's very strong for some awkward reason. And it, like it, <laughs> that's for them to figure out. But they, I think yeah. concept wise, there should be something there that just saves people time and lets them catch up to their friends. Because again, like we were saying at the beginning, we are going to sit here and be like, yo, so in 5.3, this totally awesome thing happens. And it's like, you're not going to see it though. And you have to slog through a lot of stuff that you're going to think is real boring, <laughs> but Hey, eventually it gets good. And yeah, it's a tough it's, sell. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked about, I think uh, with Joe cat, we talked about how it's like, it's like trying to recommend like the thickest novel you love to a friend. And it's just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like if I, if, if I tell you there's like a scene where this character called Dulia touches touches Alphano on the face and calls him my gentle artist and it like ended my soul inside it, it without all the context that came before it that's that's pointless like it doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. matter I can tell you like we could go with something more traditionally awesome which is like this is you fight this dragon named Nidhogg at the end of Heaven's Ward and it's a man it's like and everyone else is just gonna be like well, okay it's a dragon I've seen dragons before what's so cool about it? like no you don't know you don't understand the journey to get there and it's it's it is um it, it, like I get it now and it's funny because I think back to when Kyle originally was like hey man you should you, you should try Final Fantasy fourteen I'm in there and I'm having a good time um and I was like dude I uh, don't know if I can do another MMO and I didn't grow up with Final Fantasy yeah I played ten I played ten two I didn't beat either but I, I liked them enough and you know, this is the early stages of me not finishing games but. Like it wasn't a staple of my childhood, so it's just like ah, I don't know, Final Fantasy. It's like I, I like I like big shouldered eighties art looking shit in my games. Like I'm here for Warcraft, Warhammer, that kind of stuff. Um, and now I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, this like like Kyle was struggling the the same way we have our buddy John, who was actually in Endgame at the time, was struggling. Where it's just like, how do you how do you sell this to somebody other than just like trust me, uh, trust how I'm vibrating. This is a journey worth going on. It just doesn't feel like it when you start, right? It, uh, I, I have frequently played with many friends who get roughly to the end of 2.0 and are burnout. And I'm like, no, just keep going. Just keep, you're almost there. It almost gets, just keep going. And I think because for the vast majority of them, they don't have like a stream or an audience that's into it or they don't, you know, they're just like in their free time playing and there isn't really any hooks happening. There's nothing to keep you going forward. A lot of it, especially 2.1 to 2.5 is just running back and forth and doing a whole lot of nothing. And it's tough to get people to stick around. And I saw the comment that was like, isn't there something right now where you can just pay to move past all that? Absolutely. The problem is, is this game is very story heavy. And as you discovered in 5.3, things that happen in 2.1 affect the ending of the game. So you can't, if you skip it, you miss the whole point. And now you're just not invested in the characters and you're going to miss story beats. And so what is even the point of playing a story heavy MMO? That is again, just like, look at what 5.3 was. It took you, um, nine hours to do 5.3 and it consisted of roughly one dungeon one solo battle and one raid everything else was story that's like 
I'm going to say six hours of story and the re- like the rest was a battle or a wipe. I, I mean, you got to if you have no context for that story, you're just like next, next, skip, <laughs> next, skip, because why would you care? It's so much time. Hey, everybody, Garrett here to talk about, well, how you can support us. Are you enjoying the episode with with Jesse Cox? You like Kyle and me hanging out? Would you like more of Kyle and me hanging out? Do you, Maybe you just want to say thanks. Need a virtual tip jar? Support us in some way. Well, we got a Patreon for that. Check out our good old favorite website, supportourbromance.com, and that'll send you directly to our Patreon page. You, you, you can get there like normal. There's a normal Patreon link. It's patreon.com slash I think it's Garrett and Kyle. But go to supportourbromance.com. It's such a more fun domain. It'll send you right to our Patreon, and uh, you can decide however much you would like to chip in. We have, uh, you know, suggested levels, but again, it's Patreon. They let you give however much you want to. It's an opt-in subscription, a way to support Kyle and myself and get yourself some bonus content like our spoiler podcast episodes or bonus podcast episodes or behind the scenes videos and of course access to our members only channels in our discord so sam as always thank you so much for the support everybody and check out support our now back to the show with jesse well and it's i mean it's just a flattery we can call it smart but it, it references itself right like you know a little bit yeah. walks past grahati and boom, launches him with shadow and you're like well even if even if you played all of a Reborn, you might be like, well, what the hell was that? <laughs> but it goes back to this obscure scene now, way back in a Realm Reborn patch content of him walking past Menphilia. And you're like, oh, oh, was that was that a temper laser? Are we getting all like well, pieces are coming together? And I remember I was talking with the main buddy that was trying to sell me on the game and Garrett. And I was like, dude, it was so great. I fell asleep in Sestasha last night and I got three commends at the end. It was so chill. Like, I basically sit down. I'm in the free trial. There's no rush. There's no money. I pick it up. I put it down. I'm reading at night. It's it's super chill. I got, like, the baby sleeping on me. I'm just... And I passed out in the middle of Sestasha. Dad tired. They beat the boss around me. You know, I was healing. And I walked away with three commands. It was so chill. Everyone was so positive. And he's like, well, that doesn't sound like any fun. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a game that's worth playing, dude. <laughs> you do, yeah, yeah. It because we didn't stream Realm Reborn, and I'm I think I'm pretty glad we didn't because I probably would have talked shit and uh, gotten into oh, internet fights. We um, would have <laughs> trashed on Alphano through all that through all the ice heart buildup. Like uh, dude, Alphano I did. I around, and I did not like Alphano at all. And uh, and then he probably had one. I to me one of the most effective scenes here at the end of at the end of Shadowbringers. Um, it's a character I've really come around on. Um, but. Yeah, like, but I ended up, because we played it off stream, it was just this thing I came to. I treated it very much like when I read books, like, because I'm the slowest reader on earth. I don't read a lot. I hated reading as a kid. I didn't start, like, reading for fun until I was in my, like, late 20s. And so it's still a rare thing, I do, but I do it, but I, I get through, like, two books a year. It's slow as shit. And so I was just, I'd sit down. It was like a calm Sunday thing. I'd fire up Realm Reborn and just slowly meander through the story. Um. Mm. Yeah, make little notes because we we started making videos, but we weren't we weren't streaming it. And uh, I think I think it's a good way to do it. But again, how do I how do I like? Oh yeah, just just relax with this. And you know, all my friends are my age. At this point, we're like, if I'm gonna relax, we're okay, I'm gonna go to the beach or I'm gonna go to a park, like <laughs> sit down with a game. But um, yeah, yeah it's just just a, it's a difficult. Like I, I've been trying to sell my wife Katie on it. It's just it's 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 tough. It's tough. It's uh, it's it's off to a rough start. Don't worry. Uh, every 
sing for the last two, three years, every single person I've gone on a date with, I got to tell her like, so there's this thing I do. I'm a big fan of it. And, uh, you know, it's very like, I don't know how to explain this to you without me seeming like a crazy person. So this is, yeah, don't worry. It's, it's always going to be tough to be like, yeah, there's this amazing game that I play. You'll probably hate it. <laughs> it is, it's, a, it's a rough sell. Cause yep. it's always like, Oh my God, that sounds like so much fun. I'd love to play with you. And it's like, I don't want to get into this where I like spend two weeks while you goof around in Gridania and I'm like really trying to like help you get through it and then you quit and then I'm not saying it's related but for some reason then we break up I don't know you know like no judgments <laughs> yeah yes yeah it's like uh, don't make don't make don't, don't make me believe so if I believe you're gonna yeah. stick with it and then you don't it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt me I mean I'm, I'm really in this mindset recently because of the games I'm consuming like right now last night I was playing Darkest Dungeon 2 and that is so wildly different from one. So I had to kind of pick up my brain and just like eject it into the void so it wouldn't think about Darkest Dungeon 1. And I'm doing that right now with with uh, the Zelda that comes out tomorrow. I'm like, mm. yeah, it's not like Elden Ring, but like also no one rips off their arm and bleeds everywhere. So I can play it in the living room in front of the kids. Okay, okay. I'm watching the, the guy get on the bus and go to the, the, the work and he comes home and he's sad, but he gets to play Zelda. I'm like, all right, you know, okay, maybe... Maybe this is something I would be into. And I find myself doing that similarly with Realm Reborn. Like, it's becoming romanticized. I'm like, oh, but but there's all those bits and pieces. There's all the little, little nods of the characterization. Everyone's in their not fabulous outfits. It's kind of cute and quaint. Especially with the way the uh, the cutscenes really up in quality as you go along. Even 5.3, yeah. it just a uh, noticeable jump from 5.2. That stuff gets crispy. Yeah, I mean, 5.3, one of the first things I, of course, think of is uh, that was, what, two years ago? A little more than that, maybe, that that came out? Twenty. It came out at the end of 2020. Yeah, because I, I remember... Was, uh, the whole thing was there was a big wait, because 5.2 dropped, like, right before lockdown 2020. Yeah. And then yeah. And so, long, longer wait than usual for, for 5.3. And we were, you know, I was in there. I I watched your video of the 15 years. I had digested some streams. So my YouTube was starting to be like, are you into, you know, do you like Final Fantasy? And of course, I was just completely overtaken by Shadowlands. The crystal is the same as the Jailer's crystal. And I'm like, I don't need, I'm not playing Shadowlands. I don't, I don't know what this is. So I'm just not going to watch it. But it's funny to be catching up to that moment. Y you live through it, Jesse. What, what, is there a comparison between the Jailer and the crystal? Did that actually happen? Is that... Uh, I have a video comparing the jailer to something. No spoilers. Don't watch it, YouTube. Okay. okay. Don't watch it for at least another, I don't know, six months. Don't. Hopefully <laughs> by July. You know, however long it takes you to, you know, like, don't watch it. But I have a video talking about the jailer compared to something else that exists. Okay. But, um, okay. but yeah, I, uh, I was playing, I think I was in Heaven's Ward at the time. It was right around the time that Shadowbringers was out. I played, a, or not Shadowbringer, Shadowlands was out. I played a little bit, and when I hit max level, immediately checked out. I was just like, nah, this ain't for me. I don't want to have to grind stuff. And so I downloaded, like, Guild Wars 2 again, and I even re-downloaded Star Wars Old Republic just to see if there was sure. anything else I could catch up on and play. But Star Wars, 
Plus that game, it looks aged. Uh, some of the mechanics are kind of like a little jank, but I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Guild Wars, still super fun. I was kind of into it, but uh, yeah, a friend of the time was like, hey, have you ever played Final Fantasy 14? I was like, oh yeah. I think I got to like level 40 and quit. And they were like, you should, you should try it again. Apparently this next patch coming out is introducing flying into all the Realm Reborn stuff. And I was like, okay. So once I heard that and I heard it would be easier to get around, I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I started playing. I got to Heaven's Ward uh, where flying was introduced. And then immediately they released 5.3. And I was like, oh, all right, I guess I'll go fly around. And so I did like a crazy person. I leveled up all the different jobs that I had uh, in order to like see new content and I could fly around and just like do stuff easy. And because I was already over level for everything, it was just, my maps are clear. I'm gonna let everyone know. (laughs) My maps are clear. The entirety of everything is clear. I got no exclamation points. Mm. I got no quests. Oh my God. I have no uh, card battles of it. Cleared it. Oh yeah. Even the Azislaw one, the, that guy up on the, Edge there, he takes F that dude. The only cards I don't have are (laughs) there's there's one person, and I'm not gonna name names, but uh chat will know it's a cheating, cheating little creep, and I cannot beat them to save my life. I can't do it. They actively cheat. It is the worst thing. I hate that guy. No, that guy is the worst. So uh yeah, that's the only thing I don't have, and I it's great. I, I absolutely wanted to go back through and seeing. So the, I don't know when they introduced it. I think it happened in Stormblood, but it might be a little bit in Heaven's War, too. But there are these things where in every zone, if you do all the quests, you'll find that there's usually two big quest chains. And it's like quest chain one, for example, involves like an explorer who's looking for, I don't know, like a lost artifact. And quest big quest chain two is like um, this warrior who's like a drunk and he, you know, this is all the stuff I'm making up. Like he's like a drunk and he's <laughs> lost his way. And then when you beat both of those and you do everything else, at the end, both those quest chains come together and it's like the warrior is going to help the archaeologist discover the thing and like, and you get like a complete story for the zone. And that is all through Stormblood and uh, Shadowbringers and Endwalker. I don't remember if it's for Evans Ward, but I know it's not for Realm Reborn. But I love that they added that. So if you do have the audacity to sit there and do every single quest, you'll get a payoff. It's, it's pretty neat. That is wild. So you just like you played it in secret. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm scrolling through your old videos of two yeah. years ago and I. It, it, it's all quiet on the Final Fantasy 14 front until you sort of make your break on the scene of like being. Hey, listen, everybody, listen. I, I got something to tell y'all. Well, so I stream. <laughs> I streamed it a bunch, and then okay. I saved the vods elsewhere. But yeah, I didn't. Just like you, I didn't upload any video content or anything till I think either 2.55 or Heaven's Ward. Like it was. It was after I beat base 2.0. So I like most people just sat there and tried it. Cause I'll be honest. I didn't think I was going to like it or continue to play it. I did it for a friend. Cause I was like extremely bored. It was peak COVID. I was going nowhere. Nothing was happening. It was the times when like, if you wanted toilet paper, you got to get some, like some sort of like 
tissue roll, <laughs> you know, like paper towels. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a crazy time. And so I was just like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And then I realized, oh, I love this. And then I realized I was spending more time doing that than I was streaming stuff. I was like, oh, I should probably stream this. And so that's what I started doing. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. That's rad. <sighs> yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting how similar that is. Because, yeah, like, Kyle, do you even remember what the hell it was like when we started making videos? Because, like, to me, I don't even, it, it feels like a million years ago and it was, it was less than two years ago. Yeah, yeah, right. We just did like a check-in because I think you made it to the the Raban arm cutting off, and and I knew that was like a oh oh because you 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 like the premiere television, you like a, you know the Game of Thrones and stuff. So made a little video. I was kind of asking about that. I, I liked mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. I liked. Uh, it's very important that you. Oh yeah, you allow me to yes. that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I like House of the Dragon when I can see what's going on in the episode. Uh, it's, it's off to an okay start. It um, needs to be as dark as possible for me. I. <laughs> I exist in theater of the mind for scenes when a dragon's on screen. I just want to like, think about what it may look like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, you know, sometimes it works actually. I mean, that's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like going back through. Cause like, I legitimately don't remember where the hell we started. Ah, uh, yes. It was a, a video lovingly titled recovering while WoW podcaster tries weep game. Uh, that was our first Final Fantasy fourteen video. And I don't remember how far into Realm Reborn we were at the time. I, yeah, I, I see the, the, the preview images of the Void Scent dude coming out of the ground there with your one of your first Black Mask Gassian fights. Yeah. We, oh, wow. Which, yeah. by the way, I love the conversation the two of you had. It might have been the video or it might have been on the stream. I'm not sure. Just about... Like, all right, what are they, what's going on? We got the black, black mask Asians. We got the red mask. Like, what's the deal here? Who's who? I love the deep dive on that because it's just like, yeah, no, it is confusing, but I think I figured it out and I'm very pleased with myself. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I knew which video that was. Hey, yeah. It might've been, it might've been literally the last video you did where you were going over 5.3, where you were talking about the masks and, Again, it could have been the stream too. I have a, let me just say, I've watched every Final Fantasy 14 video and all of yours. So I got, it's all up here, but uh, I did figure this out. It took me a while and this is my wacky theory and I could be proven incorrect, but I think I'm right. The very first black masked Asian that we see, his mask is uh, like a full mask, but the top part is, uh, La Habrea's mask. It's, it's still got the fangs, but there's a bottom like chin right. addition. And then the other ones, I think each red mask gives them like the black mask is a full thing with the symbol still in it. So you know which one they kind of like belong to. Okay. That's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think that, that's, that's my that's, guess. That's cute. Because they because in five, three... When they talk about black mass asking asking showing up on the first, we don't actually see them. We're just told they're there, and then Thankrid f's off to go murder them and comes back, and so we never even see one. But because that would have made it easier to confirm your theory, because if they all had like a little bit masks, I wonder if anyone has that shot out there of uh, Gaius's belt when he has all the masks there. 
what the black ones look like. Although they may have only ever designed and mocked up the ones that La Habrea had. You know what I mean? Like they may only have the one asset. So, but I, I definitely think that that's part of it too, is that little kind of like back in a rumor born, you thought the black mass Asians were going to be like a thing. No, they, they get like, everyone kicks their ass so easily. They're just not even put in the game anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're level 30, those guys were tough, but whatever. The game moved on. It, you know, it escalates yeah. and it, and it, it respects its own escalation. Like it doesn't go back to it. And we, we, I think we brought that up in the video. I was like, wait, why are we bringing up black mass Asians again? They're like chumps and they were chumps. Like thinker comes back and was like, that wasn't hard at all. Oh, we do have like we got three fangs, three fanged ones. So no full like the, the first one you meet is out there for me it was a Nulda, but he had the full chin. You know, it was a full right. circular face mask, which these don't appear to be. These are all fanged, and then we got a very like panthery kind of one, and then this this cracked boy on top, which yeah, I'm I'm still curious. Like you know, when we did the video this week, and you're like, any questions, Gary? I'm like, I mean, this is one of them. Like, I, I still want to know how Gaius is going around. White orosite bullets. I mean, that'd be cool, you know. You know, rip those for sure. Why not? I, I think he's my favorite character in the game. Honestly, at this point, I just I love the guy. I'm I'm nuts for for more Gaius action. Are you going through the um bonus content? Bonus content. The like, you know, the raids and various things. The duties we do all patch. We do all the raids uh, and the whatever the trial content is uh, patch by patch as it rolled out before we move on to the next expansion. So like, so tonight, you're still for, in the whole like Warlit saga right now. Yes. So like tonight, for example, we're streaming uh, the second wing of Near. Uh, I won't spoil it. Okay. Cool. Much much. By the way, uh. What are your thoughts? Like you did near raid one. Yes. Do you have any context or thoughts for, for that raid series? Uh, so we've both played the f- opening, like five hours of near automata. So the first wing is like pretty one for one with the opening yeah. of, oh, yeah. of, of near. Um, uh, I, I, my thoughts were that I was like mad impressed, like the, the scope and scale of that raid. And in ways I think it looked like, although I was playing near automata on a switch, which people give me crap for. I was on a plane. It was an impulse buy. Let, <laughs> let me live. Um, the, it looks better in final fantasy 14. <laughs> it's more visually impressive there. Uh, and it's, I had a lot of fun with it. Like uh, I'm, I don't have a history with near, but uh, the first swing of the raid is really impressive just from a scope aspect. Did you go back after you beat it? Uh, We we went and filled out our logs before we, for, for wing one, we went and filled out our logs before we, you saw the room, the room full of bodies. Yeah. 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 The dead body room. Get ready for more of that. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean? What's it about? Yeah. Uh, The best part. I'm not sure how much, you know, Yoko Taro, who is my personal game hero because he is a genuine crazy person. Um, <laughs> he he has said numerous times, and it is it makes this so much more interesting if you've played near or you've played near Automata. It, it, he has said everything, every single thing created ever is canonical to the near story. Yeah. So we, this right here is canon, and I just want you to know that's insane. <laughs> he give he gives me big dungeon master vibes, like real like local hobby shop 
uh, acceptance. Like you show up and you're like, hey, w- would this work in the world? Like, yeah, why not? I'll write it in. Sure. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's, it all works here. Whatever you want right. to bring to the table. Okay. All right, Jesse, uh, I'm going to ask you because when I ask a stream, uh, there's a lot of different voices. Um, people have brought this up when we talk about Nier, that the everything is canon. And my response is, with a game that has like that many different endings, how much does canon matter? Um, to give to, 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 to the near universe is based off of the goof ending of the game Dragon Guard. Yes, I'm aware of that. So just like that's the baseline, <laughs> the goof ending is the starting point for this franchise. And so when he says anything goes and give you another example, his next game, the game he's working on right now, it's like some mobile, probably a gotcha game, but the premise is in a world where evil Sega corporation controls cities, only old Sega games personified as waifus can help you defeat evil Sega Corp. Whoa, and wait, he whoa, got whoa, whoa. Sega to pay for it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He this is the Sega first time hearing this. It. This is the first time hearing this. So am I going to be able to have Sonic 2 as a waifu? I don't know the complete, but it's like Afterburner is a waifu and Virtual Fighter is a waifu. Like, it's, and they're just like, I can't wait for anime Vector girls Man with waifu. big guns or like fists and stuff. It's crazy. What the shit? Okay. The, this is the first time hearing of this. That's uh Yeah, he's that's a people have asked him like why he does this stuff, and his answers are always either like cause I wanted to or I you know, I like getting paid. Like that I'm like <laughs> Fair? This I man, respect this. both those answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect both Great. those answers. Well, hot damn. Uh we're learning stuff today. Thank you for dodging the question, by the way. Just like everyone I ask on stream. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I can't spoil. I'm not gonna spoil nothing. <laughs> It's a, it's a well-made raid. Like I, I love that the Alliance raids just go full chaos. Like it, and yeah. it has that, that trash you might be used to like trash is a puzzle. Cause why not? It's just nuts. Anyway, let's just go for it. Yeah. They just did red chocobo dropping meteors on your ass and Ivalice. Yeah. That was, that was fun. Oh, you haven't speaking of, you haven't done any of, um, Oh, Bosia. We know we have, have that yet? we started yeah. it. Yeah. We started. I really like Boja because uh, 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 we also did. We did one night of Eureka, and while I think Eureka is a prettier place to hang out, um, I way preferred the mechanics of Boja. I think Boja is like just it's just a fun. Like I've played so much WoW. I've seen so many WoW variations on an end game open zone that you grind a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and it's not me uh, just placating the Final Fantasy audience because with the WoW versus Final Fantasy shit, like I legitimately really was impressed by Bojo's mechanics. I thought it was just a fun place to hang around. Um, take that with this grain of streamer privilege because we brought a whole freaking group with us, but it was fun. Like we had a real fun time, so much so that we fired it up on our like rando Tuesday streams where we don't really plan what we're doing. We just kind of get in and vibe. I was like, Hey Kyle, can we just go back to Boja? I was having a good time. So we did. It's, it's a blast. Um, yeah, they do a really good job of introducing fun characters and a story, but also a grind and uh, yeah, yeah, the grind eventually becomes a like a grind, and it's pretty rough. Sure. But comparative to Eureka, 
Eureka's a hellscape. Eureka, you need a crew. <laughs> you need a good, solid crew willing to go with you through it. Because if I were to come help you, I couldn't. Because I my level is higher and you can't. It's Final Fantasy XI. Yeah. I can't join you and help you or I will just hold you back. And so you got to like have a crew w- with you. And then should you make it through some of the most difficult zones and level up stuff, then you get to do the hardest thing in this game. And I don't care what anyone says. The, the raid at the end is one of the most difficult things I've ever played in an MMO period. This is Boja or Eureka. Eureka. It is brutal. The end of Eureka is like worth the challenge. And if you win, you get Ozma as a mount. But let me just say there are many mechanics in that raid that are just like, oh no, you lose. And you're out. Like you singularly are booted from the raid and everyone else is still in there. Oh wow. That kind of mechanic. Damn. That, it happens and it is crazy. Plus I will say shout out to the discord community. There's a solid discord community that handles. They, they do runs and they host runs. And when I went, I had this wonderful Australian man leading us. And so his calming voice kept me from freaking out, but it was, I was, I was clenching so hard. It was diamonds. It was the craziest <laughs> thing. Oh man. It was rough. Holy butts. Uh, how, how, yeah. how relatively friendly is it to reattempt if you, you, you crap out on it? So, oh boy, you ready for this? So in order to even get in the raid, right? You go to the last area of Eureka and in order to even get into it, you have to fight a boss that's from Final Fantasy 11. It's a big jellyfish guy. You have to fight the boss. Okay. And when the boss dies around the zone, portals open and the portals only accept one person. So you and everyone else must already have a pre-made raid to go into the portals. And each person has to have a spot that they know to stand at or else someone else could take it. And right. But it's, it's 54, 54. It's a ludicrous number of people. And so every, you know, there's, it can only accept so many people and everyone has to be ready to click at the same time. And then once you do that, you go into the raid and now once you're inside the raid, spoilers, you can't heal. What if you go in as a healer? Why would? What? Well, you. I mean, like you're fine, but you. I'm sorry, I'm dumb. You can't resurrect. My bad. You can heal. Oh, you can't resurrect. Oh, okay, but yeah. still, Ooh, oh, well, that makes sense. If there's yeah, mechanics where you fail, you get booted out. Yeah. So, what would be the point of resurrecting if you're getting booted out? Right, 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 right. So. Right. So you can't resurrect. You can heal. That would. Yeah, you're right. I'm just like, wait a minute. What did I just say? You can resurrect. Uh, wait, you can heal, but you can't resurrect. You, you, you go in as a, you go as a, as like a scholar and you're just like, well, shit, I'm useless. <laughs> well, it's, it's still like, it's still shocking. The resing, the combat reses are a fundamental part of what makes the game, the interesting snowball, uh, climb towards doom that it is when things go wrong. But you can also use actions in Eureka. You gain access to various actions. And so one of the actions is like a self res or, but it's something like 70% of the time. Right. So sometimes you won't res. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a res, you can have an action, but the res may, I'm trying to think of what it is. The mechanic may be like the person who res you dies. I don't know. What, or like it's, there's some sort of weird ass mechanic to it. And then active boss fights where the bosses will boot you from the, the raid. That kind of thing. 
That's insane. It's I mean, pure insanity. But like, it, it's good on paper. Like, it's kind of that WoW classic. I played, uh, I played uh, Star Wars Galaxies back in the day, and there was a lot of like really what we would consider antiquated things, like having to take a loan from the huts in order to resurrect yourself, and now you're in trouble with you know, it's like. On paper, I'm like, ooh, oh, that's so hardcore, that sounds. But I also just like the golden saucerification of Bosia, <laughs> where it just goes, hey, fun all the time. I'm fun over here, fun over there. Everyone just go, right. go crazy. Yeah, I mean, that does a good job of um, giving you all the time kind of fun. The biggest problem I have with that is they include that book that has all the little scraps of information you can collect from different bosses and things. And there's still two I do not have. And the drop rate is abysmal and it angers me to a point where I just don't want to ever go back. Cause when you get them all, you get a mount, you get the final fantasy oh, 12 mount. Uh, and I'm like, yo, I want that so badly. No, nah, no, nah, I'll never get it. I, the only way I can get a for sure version of the thing I need is to do good enough that I'm then chosen to one-on-one -on -one fight a boss, and then I'm good enough to beat that one-on-one -on -one fight, then maybe I get one scrap of paper that allows me the potential to get a like a cool-looking bike. Wow. Ugh. I'm not, first off, the, I'm folks not in our FC were talking about, uh, folks in our FC were talking about a uh, uh, note, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, blue balls, uh, how there's still, there's still like one or two notes that they just can't get a hold of. Meanwhile, Eureka, it's a slog, a giant pain in the ass, but I have every single thing from there. Because <laughs> you can get it. It just requires you to have the patience to sit there and be like, all right, I'm playing Final Fantasy XI again, which is what it is. Mm. And as a person who played eleven, you can't go back. Like, that was right before WoW came out. God help me. There's no, like, yeah, WoW just destroyed any desire I had to, to be put in groups permanently or when I died to lose experience. Nah, I couldn't do it. I remember so a dude in high school, like he was obsessed with 11. Like every day I, I sat next to him, but in like art class and he just every day would talk to me about the cool shit. He got up to in final fantasy 11, but I just remember every, everything coming out of his mouth. Just being like, dude, that sounds awful. <laughs> like, what you're describing sounds not fun. Mm. I just, uh, I don't know what the hell I was playing at the time. I mean, I need to, uh, I remember when WoW came out, I was like, I'm not paying monthly for a game. And then I started playing Guild Wars 1 <laughs> instead. <laughs> that was a bad call. Guild Wars 1 was okay, but it was no WoW. It was no vanilla World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did the Mesmer. I liked my, actually, Mesmer was a fascinating. I was an idiot. I was, uh, uh, I, I went, uh, uh, what was it? What was the enchant? What, what the hell was it called? Elementalist. I was an elementalist warrior, which was like one of the worst combos in the game. Warrior elementalist was great because you had the armor to melee the other way around. You were in the cloth and you just sucked. But I was like, I want a robe and a sword. That sounds awesome. It was terrible. I, I totally shot myself in the foot out the gate with that game. That does. That doesn't kind of seem to be the chain. Like there's a lot of if you if you mainline the MSQ, like that's your stream content. It seems like a lot of people, preach included, go straight to Guild Wars Two to kind of continue the the story sort of atmosphere that they're looking for. I've never given a damn about the lore of Guild Wars. Yeah, it's not the Guild Wars lore isn't like that great. Gameplay, I love Guild Wars Two. I think it's got really fun gameplay. I love the mount system, which uh, you know. Some games decide to copy, but uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I, 
there's a lot of stuff to love about Good Wars. I love the way they tell the story when you're moving around, people have conversations. So you don't have to like sit there and wait for things to happen. I like that. But the story is also kind of like whatever. Um, but yeah, I think Preach is doing the thing that I'm sure everyone who's played Final Fantasy 14 noticed. And I'm and I, I am curious what you will do when the time comes because you've got plenty ahead of you. You're fine. But eventually everyone who's playing 14 hits that moment where they're caught up to content and there's nothing else to do except like grindy stuff or sidey things. And the experience that I've seen is most people are like, eh, I'm doing that on my own. I don't need to watch that. And so I think in Preach's mind, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to a different story because people like to watch story mm. and reaction to story. And that keeps an audience engaged and makes more sense than, all right, it's episode six of us going back in and grinding out our new weapon. Uh, and that's just, it's, yeah, I don't know how many people want to sit there and watch that. I think that's kind of what he's doing. I don't know. I yeah, was also these- uh, like to talk like content shop, uh, continue that talk going. I was like, cause we were still felt like strangers in a foreign land when we first started streaming Final Fantasy 14 and we were immediately hit by the, the thing you hear a lot from people that start streaming this game, which is like, like, damn, like the, the audience is like kind and mm-hmm. uh, like legitimately excited to the point of like, I don't know, like, I, cause we, Kyle and I started in Starcraft two, which was an exceptionally gatekeepy uh, was, was the vibe I would, I would describe that as And world of Warcraft has a lot of, a lot of that too, where people think there's yeah. a, there's a right way to play the game. If you don't do it right, if you're not the best of the best, like, why are you even putting yourself out there? Uh, whereas you get to final fantasy 14 and it like suddenly, like, I was surprised by the people like you, you folks want to talk about story. Like, Holy shit. Like I love video game stories. I'm a big nerd about it. And, I, and because I covered blizzard games, no one ever wanted to talk about it. Wow. To a little bit. And then, but then the story started to kind of suck and wow. Um, so that kind of fell off, uh, depending on who you are. You know, your mileage may vary, but I, I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, but so, so like I was hit by that, that wave of like, wow, everyone's like really welcoming and I'm not getting a lot of gatekeepiness and everyone's super into this. But then you start, you start getting the, we start getting the, the trend of the, oh, I'm so worried. What are you guys going to do when the MSQ is over? And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Why are you worried? Why, why is there concern? And you start to hear like, oh yeah, yeah, no, the views just fall the hell off when you, when you finish the MSQ. So like, like I said, keeping that content shop talk going, I was really happy uh, when people showed up for extremes. Like when we do an extreme night, like we get a good crowd. Like it's it's yeah. totally uh, worth doing. So like to me, I'm like, well, I don't know what we do in the long, long term, but I know exactly what I'm doing the second I'm done with the MSQ is like, I got a kill list called extremes and I'm going to start <laughs> checking them off. Yeah, I think the thing that people should realize in general is just like the audience for say final fantasy 14 the game itself isn't designed to be played all the time and so like it's chill to go play other games and do other stuff and uh, i think one of the biggest problems people have in the space we exist in is everyone's just like number hungry and they're like oh i gotta mm-hmm. and it's like okay just to play things for fun and do stuff on your own and uh, if you're like when will i ever see the bajillions of views that I got while streaming Final Fantasy 14 in uh, 7.0. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know I mean? like, they'll be back. They're not going to forget you exist. You know, people love watching Final Fantasy story. So just entertain yourself until then. If that's, you know, the concern to all the streamers out there, 
chill, chill out, baby. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll toot our own horn. We did a Heroes of the Storm exclusive show for almost eight years. I think we're pretty good at <laughs> <laughs> making content. That game declared we are done making Heroes. We went, uh, we're not. But we're, I don't we're think gonna keep going. Any it, and also, like, I, I don't want I don't want to be just a, uh, a Final Fantasy streamer too. Like I like other games. It's a reason why this podcast usually talks about other games. Like uh, I played mm. a bunch of Need for Speed Unbound this week, and I had a great time. Like that that that's hit me right in my NFS nerd nostalgia. Um, but uh, where the hell was I going with this? <laughs> Shit. Damn it, Kyle. Damn, I lost it. It's, it's healthy. It's it like it regardless of the Yoshi P quote, the the number chasing, yeah. whatever it may be, like having a proper video game diet makes you a more complete person. Mm-hmm. And I love kind of filling out my, I guess you could call it like a like a what would it be, like a class system. Like you have your tank, your healer, and your DPS. Like I have a turn-based game I'm always doing. I have an MMO I'm always doing, and then like some really dumb action game that and I'm just satisfied across the board yeah 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 i usually have a racing game i usually have some sort of card game uh snap please fix your card acquisition uh and uh, yeah i usually have an mmo so that's that's what's going on. oh now i remember kyle what i was going to say was uh you know even though i, I like exploring other games uh, i don't think anything we we do in final fantasy 14 will feel like uh scraping the bottom of the barrel the way it sometimes felt uh covering heroes of the storm so yeah, yeah. i I guess what what the point I want to make is for people who want to stream just Final Fantasy 14 and they hit the point where they're like, no one's watching me anymore. If you like Final Fantasy 14, just stream Final Fantasy 14, like enjoy what you do and have fun. And if you want to do like the 15th like ultimate run you've done and you're just going to throw yourself into a wall for 12 hours. Awesome. Do it. Have fun. Don't stress, uh, you know, just having you be a part of the community is is the fun in itself. That is that is my thing to all Final Fantasy 14 streamers. Thanks for being there because I loves to watch. I'm like, oh, what are you doing today? Yeah. You hear that out there? If you're thinking about starting Final Fantasy 14 content, you have at least one viewer and his name is Jesse Cox. Yeah. I mean, I can't promise I'll watch live, but I will snoop after. Trust me. It's, you know, it's it's. It's kind of, we have a, we have a channel or discord where people kind of talk about, you know, oh, so-and-so's getting, oh, so-and-so, like always the vault, the vault is often brought up there. It's like, oh, someone's getting to the vault. Okay, we got, we got to, mm-hmm. let's go stand around. Let's all dress up. We're going to be outside when they get out of the vault. And uh, I'm kind of like, well, well, maybe I'll dress up and go to someone's vault. That's, that sounds kind of fun. I kind of like that idea. And then I'd see myself on the screen and I'd be like, ooh, that's me up there. And oh, they're going through the vault. That's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. But I, I think one of the other things that kind of happens in, and content creation mind, it's very easy to do is be like, oh my God, a video game book club. This is awesome. Like I, I do this in chapters. We're going to divide it up. You, you come experience me. Can we apply this to other games? Mm-hmm. Not really. Like you, you can do let's plays and post them in parts, but I feel like the Final Fantasy 16 gameplay, it won't be like, hey, everybody, we're doing chapter two tonight where we go get the Phoenix kid or whatever. It just doesn't translate to other games. I wouldn't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I do believe, you know, I I believe the last time you were on, you were like, "Uh, just stream, stream a new game the day it comes out and just never return to it. (laughs) 
it seems like it, but so when it it drives me a little insane. You know, I've I've got I've got a kid. They watch uh you know they watch YouTube kids at times, and there's like there's VTubers on there, which is like Combo Panda and other characters that they play just like the first ten minutes of Luigi's Mansion, and then they go, all right, everybody, well, if you like it, I'll see, you. and then they never do part two. Mm-hmm. Living like that would drive me insane. I think <laughs> maybe that's. I, I mean, look, that's why somewhere out there is like episode 100 of some stupid thing I did that absolutely nobody wanted to watch. But I'm like, I'm doing it. I don't care. I'm going to beat it. But I like only seeing that, like, it gives me yeah. comfort seeing you post your number 93 of a cyberpunk. And I'm like, oh, he's still going. Oh, good. <laughs> and yeah. And it, it doesn't do me any favors. It's if you're looking at it from like a uh, content creator standpoint, it is not helping in any way, but from a, I like to play video game standpoint. I want, I, I want to beat it. And sometimes I can make it happen. And sometimes it's like there are 18 new games out, Jesse. And I'm like, <laughs> you hear about so many uh, options, you, you know, in, <laughs> I think it's like uh, traditional uh, content, like making movies and shit versus internet content. You, you hear about like people like uh, uh, Christopher Nolan is a good example. I guess he's he talks about the one for them, one for me when he makes movies. He makes makes a crowd pleaser, then he makes something he wants to make. Makes a makes a Batman, then he makes an Oppenheimer. That's a bad order because they're nowhere near each other. But you get the idea. Crowd sure. pleaser, personal project, uh, and. But uh, with the uh, internet, sometimes it's uh, it's one for them, uh, ninety nine for me that nobody watch. You know, sometimes it's just what you got to do. It's just what you got to do. Yeah. You just got to get it out of your system because that's the m- m- reason most of us are doing this stuff, like playing games, um, and that is a time intensive experience a lot of the times. Um, and they can't all be Final Fantasy fourteen where people actually want to watch every step of the way. Speaking of uh, one for me. Hey gang. Hey guys. How's it going? What what do you think of what do you think of your uh, Shadowbringers experience? What was the vibe like? Hot damn, it's nice when things live up to the hype. Is is my feeling on on Shadowbringers. I said that at the end of 50 and I'm saying it again here at the end of 53 um cuz we've been doing so much side content it took us a little while to get to the end of 53. Um but but yeah, like going in like I loved Heaven's Ward. I freaking adore that expansion and I will Fight you for Stormblood. Stormblood deserves more love. It is better than a lot of people give it credit for. And don't come in my house with your Xenos hate. I, I will fight you. Xenos rules. Uh, everyone can't be Emmett. Um, but uh, but hot damn. So like I was looking at Shadowbringers and all the hype, and I'm like, really? Is it really that good? Is it really that good? Also, I didn't really like uh, Il Meg. Kind of kind of reminded me of the Ruby C. <laughs> Um, so I was like, it can't be that. Oh, I'm like, okay. All right. I'm across. I'm standing arms crossed at the end of Il Meg being like, it's not that good. Which angered some people who love dog memes, but, um, yeah, it, uh, it is that good as it turns out. It is, uh, a, a pretty freaking exceptional full product. Like you need Realm Reborn through Stormblood to enjoy Shadowbringers, but uh, it, like I am so deeply satisfied with the ending of this expansion. I know there's more. I look forward to seeing where it goes, but I don't need it. I don't feel ravenously hungry to to jump headfirst into Endwalker right now. 
Kyle. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, so there was a number of videos we did where I was like, are we an Asian? Are we the Asians, everybody? Uh, entirely based off the one animation that you kind of arrive with feathers when you die at a crystal. You kind of like oh, fold out, which is what Nabrielis did when he res like right next to himself. Oh, hold like, on a minute. It's interesting. <laughs> you, you didn't you didn't start on that on that train until uh, uh, Gigapope. No, the gig yeah the Gigapope with the what are you made me question it right like we went back. But the foldout was always kind of interesting. I thought it was just oh. a graphic until, and I was like, well, maybe they just like copy paste, you know, MMO creation is busy. You know, we got to keep moving. So let's just copy paste the death animation with Nabrialis. But then there was like Emmett appeared next to himself pre-posed, but he climbed in a body in another room. So the whole message started getting really, really convoluted is what you could say, but they, you know, they were purposely misleading. Murky. In various directions. They got yeah. murky. On purpose though. So, for me, it, 5.3 was the unnecessary sequel. It, there was a great movie. It was called 5.0, and we made another one. I'm like, well, why? It can't be good uh, We because we're, we're just mining now. But I love the Azem stuff, uh, Azim Azem. Like it, and I actually got in a bit of trouble this week because people are like, oh, my God, the, Kyle spent weeks, years talking about are we the Asians and he just smiled through the Azem stuff and like no that wasn't for you I didn't need to clarify to you that I understood it I was smiling for me because I've been sure. on the journey here to get to this moment where that was said in little red text on the bottom of the screen with the you're going in the background <laughs> I was sold I got that's great we did it we made it all the way I what what do you think that means I'm so curious so First off, I completely agree with you. One of my first thoughts about when I beat 5.3 was they could have stopped here and I would have been just fine. Yeah. Like if they just shut the servers down, it wouldn't have been the complete end of the story, but it was such a satisfying conclusion to what felt like a capstone on everything we had done before that I was just like, my scions are in a good place. Everything is fine. The team's back together. We all, they're like, we got a crazy, like wacky antics moment with them. And it was a good solid. It would be like the end of a good movie, right? And yeah, I was totally just like this. They could have stopped here. But then they were like, meanwhile, and I was like, oh, we can't stop. Um, but I am curious, based on kind of like your thoughts of the Asm stuff. Where, like, what do you understand of that? And where do you think that is going? Hmm. so there's a lot of threads they could pull of course because we introduced a number of new powers which are really exciting like you know literally birthing pieces of primals out into the world or ejecting yourself or powering yourself up you know we powered ourselves up with hope and or riding a primal before (laughs) yeah like a mobile riding of a primal like yeah like we have all these options now for our primal power base could that crystal stuff where we were following and eventually meeting Hitlodeus, could that just turn into a Deckard Kane pick up the scrolls kind of thing, right? Like Enwalker's just full of crystals <laughs> laying around and they're like, ah, oh, hero, welcome to the, and you're like, oh, this is just memories, you know? Like, I, I don't think any job really highlighted for me as well. I haven't done them all, but uh, Astrologian is one of the most bizarre crystal ones because it's like, you have no idea how to do anything. <laughs> you are, you are doing this as a paladin 
and now you got your job stone, and now you can heal. Like it, those memories are directly applied to your brain. Whereas, not like Dragoon, you have you have a big spear, and now you spear better because you have a job stone, and it's not as not as stark in that comparison. So, so you think the job stones are connected to the Asian stones? I don't think directly, but I'm curious to see what they do with like crystallized memories and how they're going to play into that. Obviously, I mean, there's, there's definitely a huge job. There's definitely a through line. It's yeah. the same way with Dark Knight. Uh, also, kind of hits on it when you pick it up. It's just like it's like infused with the with the memories of of the night that uh, the stone previously belonged to. So can you can you will we lay those out? Like you know, are we going to get rid of our link pearl and we'll just start like crafting crystals for anybody who needs to know where we were and kind of leave it at the door? The real point that that was highlighted was they made sure when you're running to Grahati, you walked home to everybody else. Forget all the other signs. We're running to Grahati. Like, we got to get him. Got to get him back. And it falls out of your pocket. The game was clearly like, don't you forget that this exists. And it is still on your person. It wasn't consumed in that moment. They're fighting a little bit. It is something you were going to take with you. They've confirmed where we were the 14th seat, right? Yes. Like, they've confirmed that we are a, a shattered member of the convocation uh i'm paralyzed by the directions they could take that and also like the realization that most of our antagonists are gone because wouldn't it be interesting like my brain goes to oh what is wouldn't it be fun to play with the character of emmett selk if with if he had that information maybe he already did but like with Mm -hmm. us having that information and emmett like it, I go to it, to me. I'm like, w- wouldn't it be interesting if the Asins were trying to bring us over to their side? Because they're like, hey, you're my old buddy, and I want you back. Because the Asians are so firmly focused on the past, they want to get that back. So wouldn't it be cool if they wanted to get us back? However, I think the Asins that would go that route are gone, and we're left with whoever the hell this Fan Daniel is, who seems like uh, I don't know the Joker. <laughs> seems completely unhinged, and uh, you- I don't. I don't see it going that route. I'm tr- what do you understand? I don't want to say anything. Uh, what do you understand of Asm as a role within the council? The uh, conclave? Uh, basically nothing. I originally thought when we meet Hithlodeus in 5-0 and there's the talk around Amarat of a 14 seat vacating that that was going to be us. It was going to turn out to be us that we were the 14 seat. But then we find out someone else became the heart of Heidelin, not us. So I, I'm taking that as we were not a voice of dissent on the convocation for the summoning of Zodiac. And we were totally on board with it. Um, but I also assume we're going to explore that more because there's also a whole overarching theme in, all of Final Fantasy XIV with you, the player character as the Warrior of Light, exploring memories way before this. It's the whole point. Like it's it's like seventy five percent of the power of the Echo is exper- is experiencing other people's memories. And now I think we're heading down the road of actually piecing ours together from our past life as a member of the Convocation. Hmm. And I thought in they- that moment we might mirror a little bit in that we were birthed. We're a primal. We were birthed from Heidelin in that intro moment. But then you wouldn't need the star shower. So that's that's kind of a whole. That's not going to happen. But there is an opportunity for a mirror of that where Heidelin ejects her own heart and is now running amok in the world. 
And with that exploration, we could find more about ourselves. There's this, this bizarre scene in A Realm Reborn where you give uh, Sid his goggle, but you like fly in space towards him as a spirit. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, I remember you. And I don't know if that's like a 1.0 nod or what the hell that was about. You know, are we, are we a spirit? So I, I'm wondering, chat, help me out here. Does 5.0 to 5.3 reveal what the job of Asm was? Do you guys know this information? I don't. We've heard about think so. I feel like it does. I feel like it, they tell you, someone tells you it might be a litibus. We're getting yes and no's back to back. Uh, and I saw a mentioned in passing. Yes. Yeah. Hithlidaeus mentions. Yes. When you go talk to Hithlidaeus, basically, I'm not going to get too into it, but like Asm oh. is. Oh, he was like, talking about uh, the member that traveled around and fixed people's issues. Basically describes a warrior of light yeah, on yeah, the convocation. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you made friends out there in the world. Yeah. And so like, it's very clearly like, oh yeah, that makes sense. We're who, of course that's who we would be. So I'm curious what your thoughts are then. If we are part of the, the convocation, why, uh, why didn't, uh, any of them recognize us at all? It took until, we combined in 5.0 for Emma to even see a glimpse of us. It's like, what do you, what do you think about that? What do you think that means? Interesting. That's an interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting objection leading questions in the chat right now. That's what we're. <laughs> I'm, I'm simply asking what you think it means because. I, I don't it, know. Cause just, I, I don't, like I'm, I'm putting this sure. out there. I'm not sure I fully Why understand. did, just like, just like, think about this real quick. I just want to like, because I love blowing your mind. Think about this real quick. Why is it Emmett created Hithlidaeus? That's like, that's a construct of his own imagination. And that thing knows about Asm, yet Emmett did not recognize you until the very, very end. Well, the way I understand Hithlidaeus is that Hithlidaeus did exist and was Emmett's friend, but for some reason his construct within the recreation of Amarat is special because he is self-aware. I've never questioned this because I'm not sure I even understand uh, any of the Asians recognize how they recognize the, the shards of their friends to begin with. Well, Emmett said that he can pick out pieces uh, and see them in people and he raises them up. That's right. That's right. And that gets into like how he recognized Yishtola's ether and pulled her back. Um, mm -hmm. That's right. You are right on that. Uh -huh. I've never asked this question, so I don't know. I don't know why he wouldn't recognize us. My brain goes to, I don't know, we were so friggin' we were uh, supersized full of lightful uh, that we were just like messing with his meters <laughs> coming up yeah, on or you, the Shadowbringers. Or it could even be as simple as you cross the halfway point you know, over seven on rejoining. And that gave you more Amertine than less Amertine, right? So now you, the, the, it's factored in that favor. You know, we're over the edge now, as it mm -hmm. were. But yeah, I, I, I honestly did not think to analyze the Hithlidaeus bit because we knew we were that seat. Now we pieced out and we didn't become the hard. That was Vina, but did 
they basically described us. And then you had the part with Elidibus too, where he walks up and he's kind of being like, whoa, 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 whoa. It kind of look like that was weird. How did I get here? What am I doing here? That's kind of weird. And mm-hmm. they're constantly seesawing. Is it, is it Emmett? Leave this breadcrumb trail or are you responsible? And then you got Yishtol in the background the whole time being like, I've got this excellent theory, but completely ignore me. So they're, they're messing with, they want you to be uncertain in this moment. But and then why, why the special crystal? Because you can you can count the numbers, you know, when you count the numbers when uh, they're talking to Elidibus in the earlier scene, you can see 13. There's even like one. I thought it was 12. And I was like, oh, how interesting. Oh, my God, 12. There's two seats missing. And Elidibus is 13th. And we're the 14th. But there's like one that's kind of like peeking around the corner. So you can actually <laughs> count 13 in that scene if you wish. Hmm. So they're covering their base as well. But obviously, the stone is still important. And uh, the, your memories. But then Emmett shows up. I don't know what to make of that at the moment. In time of your greatest need, should you wish upon it with all your heart, it will surely answer your call, says Hethodeus and gives you the stone. But it's not spent. Yeah, because we use it and that's what makes the vision of Emmett appear that saves our asses when we fight the avatar of the Warrior of Light. And and then it falls from pocket. To make sure that you're clear it didn't get it's, yeah, it's still there. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. a consumable. <laughs> what did the two of you read that scene as uh, during the fight with Elidibus? I was super confused because I was just kind of hyped that it was Emmett uh, in the moment. And then upon and then I've and then I've just started kind of thinking of it like a Final Fantasy summon. Like it's like some sort of spell. And so it, like Emmett's just like a part of it, kind of like a summon spell. But uh, I uh, famously between the two of us and the person that doesn't get too wrapped up in the magic lore. That's Kyle. I'm here for the character beats. I took you have a theory, as, Kyle. I do, but I, you know, I, I tell you, I'm going to th- but I'll keep it to my, I'll pull the Orianger, but I'm going to keep it to myself to the proper moment. No, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> I just wouldn't put it in a crafted video, right? It's good in like exchange here, but like crafted video, it is not. I, I'm kind of more in like the, the D and D kind of avatar sense of a God. Like Emmett was a God. In a sense, he could create, he could go anywhere he wanted, he could look however he wanted, he could take whatever form he wished. And in that particular battle, he took the form which was very analogous to the staff of Zodiac and stab myself in the heart and, you know, my face is flying Mm. around. So I kind of saw it as like in his final moments, he had the power to go make a bread come trail if he wanted to. Just he's he's off. He, He could... He's like dying and he could eject a piece of himself. He and maybe that was his Amertine self there. That was like a little piece, an avatar of himself that he was like, you go do this. You go visit all these places. You leave the crystals on the ground and you be the one that's going to help my friend. Because in this moment, I realized the true power and hope of humanity that they are. Not necessarily greater than us, but something worth moving on from of my original task and this is going to leave the confused and likely, you know, young adult version of Elidibus left out there with nothing, doing it all by himself, which he was never meant to do. He wasn't designed, uh, programmed to be able to handle a world without other allies as the mediator in that way. And in fact, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm perhaps even more interested to go back to the Anukali scenes from uh, Warring Triad and kind of see, like, did he, you know, did he grab a child and then bring him up because he's a child himself? And there was like, he saw this child in the robe with the mask and there's a relationship there. And we kind of 
saw that like, oh, you know, this, this is a copy of me. I, I want to save this person. And maybe that was like outside of being balanced, man, and randomly doing good and randomly doing evil there because he's nuts. You know, maybe that was his uh, one of his first personal moments that he ever had where he was like, I'm, I'm doing this one for me. This this is my personal saving I'm going to do. And that's very little to do with my mission. You know, now I can, I just realized now I can ask you so many questions. I'm so excited. Uh, last time we had a chat like this, you hadn't even started Shadowbringers. So now that you know the big secret that there are 14 reflections, uh, or I guess 13 plus, plus the original yes, the thir- the 13. What's yeah. your vibe on all of that? How is that? Like, how did that sit with you? What do you think about that when it comes to the story, when it comes to the fact that all the plans were to reunite everything together? Um, yeah, I, I never, I never got to have a conversation with you about the big reveal of, of our reality. It's I, I have more massive. I have more questions because I feel like they they used the, the denizens of the other worlds as like cannon fodder at the end of five three, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, if Elizabeth ripped their souls out and we're fighting their, did we just kill? Are they dead? Did we just kill the heroes on every damn planet in all realities? Like, I mean, that could be. They also had very similar armors, which is a little verboten. So you know, did they? Pull it's also kind of just a wink and a nod to old Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, some of that. But I mean, also there's the part of my mind that just goes like, "That's good business." Like, hey, hey, hey we've got. Uh, I guess the thirteenth is destroyed, right? So we got a eleven. We've got eleven worlds that we could expansion out to, and I like that better than islands. I like that better than the mist pots <laughs> and the island appears. And I'm like, well, why didn't everyone find this? <laughs> Granted, Eorzea is also flat because when we went to Kugane, we went all the way around the bottom. So, you know, it could be round and there's... It more... could just be dangerous the other direction. Yeah, yeah and then that's the high-level zone <laughs> that'll open up in the next expansion, right? We're, we've confirmed their orbs. We've seen... We, we saw Emmett's PowerPoint presentation. They are, they are planets. True. But, uh, you know, th- there's that there's that uh, possibility for the expansions to go that way. But that's kind of where my brain just goes. Is, is, you know, like that is such good opportunity for 10 plus years of game making. Oh, yeah. But also a lot of them are gone. <laughs> right? Yes. So there's many of them are, are gone. I'm curious. So did. It's not spelled out. Maybe it is. And I'm dumb. But did it like. Like, mm, mm, how am I going to word this? The void, which is one of the worlds, and this world of light. How do the two of you view them? Do you, does does it connect to you in any way? What was going on between them? These are like all Kyle questions because I'm like. <laughs> magic lore not not what i'm here for but wasn't it iggy yorm that like oops all darkness the 13th yeah yeah that guy was they a dummy went, yeah they went too hard and <laughs> <laughs> we're a little too good at their job uh geez but, i mean you you have the the magic system right where they are constantly trying new recipes for apocalypse and each world seems to inhabit or uh get a different flavor of apocalypse through the the rejoining because there was the fire the eye the, the astral which was the bahamut one which is just like everything under the sun 
I guess Man, I, I don't understand your question, but um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to ask. Yeah. So remember when you were talking with uh, Orion J and he was like, literally did like a PowerPoint presentation about light and dark and astral and umbral. And he showed Absolutely. you that, that big thing he hung up in his yeah, apartment yeah. or whatever. I was definitely paying attention and not completely distracted by where the hell did he find a print shop uh, <laughs> on the first. He made it himself. He's talented. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Alpha no wasn't even there that long. Where did he find an artist? Uh, sorry, I digress. But the, uh, the the bit there, I think, is fascinating and something that I love to talk about because I don't think it's talked about at all by anyone, and it always sits with me that Urian J is like, you know, how back in our world we were like, oh well, light is good, light is great, it's wonderful. And uh, is like movement. And like when we think of light, we're out in the sun and we're having a good time. And darkness is like we're indoors and it's cold. And like, and he discovers here that it's the reverse. That light and dark. And as we learn on the first, light is this stasis. And anything touched by light is like this weird. Everything about them kind of like shuts down when you're like a light creature. Right. Yeah. And darkness is this constant need for more and so the thing that i think is interesting is that the light beings right that you fight on the first are roughly the equivalent of the dark beings you fight in the void or the 13th and both of those when you look at them they each do what they're like the light beings take over his own and chill and sit there and don't do nothing meanwhile the void sent these dark beings literally tried to invade every possible reality because their whole thing is like, we are constantly, we need more. We need to consume more. We need more, more, more. And so they just like, because their world is perfect darkness. They're like, F it, let's go everywhere else. I think that's like an underlying thread that is never really discussed ever, but is like so cool. And uh, yeah, I love the fact that that exists. And I was I mean just like, Hmm. I felt like I tried to over understand it, honestly, because we were getting chapters past El Meg and I was still kind of going off about it. And, and a couple of people were like, it's OK to like not worry about the triangles so much and how they connect. But I did find it interesting that apocalypse through stasis and laziness was happening because of the Vothry <laughs> influence. He was basically like, hey, yeah, the way that, let's that, all that, do nothing. Yeah, the way that takes physical form of Vothry is really cool. What I took away from it, because again, I tend to check out, because this is something I'm very particular. Uh, I'm going to sound like a picky child who doesn't like pickles on a sandwich, uh, which I don't. Um, I'm very particular about how uh, fiction explains rules to me, and and the way Final Fantasy explains its rules is the kind that makes me go, okay, I'm not going to ask questions until I have answers, because I think the way you explain rules is convoluted. Um like it's not it's it, to me it's not like a really uh, 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 a concrete set of rules it seems a little more ephemeral what i found really interesting about just shadowbringers as a whole and to me it, like the 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 lesson with orion j didn't influence all that much it was just the fact that we're now on a world where uh what we thought was good is is bad and it's it's the the driving force of, of 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 villainy and death and destruction that is happening on the first like and uh, 
I don't even remember at what Kyle. What, at what point did I go? This is like the most epic take on atheism I've ever I've ever experienced. Because <laughs> it, it it like there's a point where I get I was probably around the katana ravel when we learn about the summoning of Zodiac and Heidelin and other both just basically primals. Oh no no it's for, it's it's uh it's it was five two when when Elizabeth shows up and starts showing the star showers to everybody. And you realize, yeah, no, um, the hear, feel, think, that's just like a, a recording on repeat. Um, there's nothing special about it at all. And if you uh, are a shard of an Amoratine and you get your memory jogged, you're just going to hear it because it's just playing nonstop. And you're not special. And you're not chosen. Also, your god's kind of just a big bad monster, just like the other big bad monsters that you fought. And to me, that's where I'm like, I'm like, that's juicy as shit. Like, hell, like, yeah. Cause I've, 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 I've watched so many anime. I've played so many games. Like, oh, uh, it's an anime. We got to go kill God. Is an actual meme? Um, it's overplayed. I've seen it a million times. This is like the coolest version of that. I, I think we're heading towards. Like, to me, I'm it's, like, it's Final Fantasy. Attack and dethrone God is the name of the game. Exactly. But, but like, I, I thought I'd, I thought I was done being interested <laughs> by that concept, mm-hmm. but they've made it really interesting here because of the way it wields the trope of, of uh, the hero is light and the bad guy is darkness. And like this, whole, you have a whole expansion where it's like, what if we just inverted that? Like two really simple concepts at face value. What if we drill down really get in the dirt with it um, and flip it? And, and to me, uh, uh, I love it. And I'm just like, well, we're going to have to kill Zodiac and Heidelin at the end of this. It's like where I think we're heading. I'm like, I don't oh, right, trust Heidelin anymore. And and they're on as much autopilot, if that's the case, as your Zodiac, your abandoned ship analogy that you've made, you know, the distress beacon, right? Like, don't go to the distress beacon. Just oh, yeah. The second they told me that the message repeated, I'm like, I have seen um, every sci-fi movie ever made. You do not go towards the distress signal. Nope. There's nothing good at the distress signal. Turn it off your transmitter. Keep flying your ship. So based on that, you have Heidelin and Zodiac, these two, as it's revealed, primals. Um, Elidibus, the heart of Zodiac. Do you have any thoughts on, on Heidelin or the crystal or whatever? Like, how does any of that fit together in your mind? I don't know why we're, uh, why we should trust Heidelin any more than we trust Zodiac at this point, knowing what we know, uh, and that they are for all intents and purposes, primals. Yeah. You're asking an interesting question because you're asking, uh, overarching questions of the whole, of Shadowbringers. And that's something I haven't really thought about much because we've been playing along with it. That's why I'm here, baby. And so you got your <laughs> you got your flood of light and like the high Heidelin's the bad guy. What? And then now you have Zodiac ejecting Elidibus out into the world to kind of maybe do both at the same time. Meanwhile, I'm still thinking about the fish wizard from time to time from a realm reborn and being like, what? <laughs> But how did he get the echo? And then now I'm fully in the camp of a little bit stabbed him with his, his, his laser sword. And that's how you get bad echo. But that's something I really wanted to see. I still really want to see bad echo. Like, how do you get enthralled to Zodiac? Is that a, you know, do you, do you show star showers? And like, you get divided based on your Amertine faction you picked back then? Or do you have to hear, feel? I, actually, I'm pretty sure we've heard. I don't remember off the top of my head, but 
pretty sure we've heard like a bad Zodiac mantra. Like, feel it, push it, rock it, spin it. <laughs> so, you know, like, bop it, slap it. Romantic. Yeah, uh, no, no, are we doing Daft Punk, Punk or are we doing was, the, yeah, the, 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 the bop it commercial? Which I was, one are we doing? I was in the Daft Punk department. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we've heard something that's like, like the Heidelin mantra, but isn't. And I don't remember off the top of my head. I mean, I remember seeing different. like the hero shot of Zodiac that was, you know, a very similar hero shot to like the hero shot of Heidelin, but I don't remember if there were lines. Mm-hmm. Realm Reborn right, and, feels so long ago. And there are there, you know, and that one just statics, which now we've started to develop. A, it's interesting to think of the lore archaeology the team does to maintain those through lines. And I think just like a normal DM, like a normal human being. What happens is you did this thing. You're like, let's put a static on it to make it kind of weird. And then the future, they look back at that scene where they showed the first Zodiac crystal spin. And they're like, oh, we added static. Can we play with this? Well, what if Elidibus's memories are static? What if we start this kind of static through line that maybe we're not seeing complete visions or it's actually a part of something else? Or the star shower thing that starts the game and you're like, Okay, uh, you know, I, I, I opened a website in 2000 and there's little torch gifts playing like Star Shower. Was, it, it's cool. That's cool stuff. But you don't really think of it as a vessel of anything until I believe they do that archaeology and kind of pull it back. Like, it's wonderful to think everybody's a lore savant. But really, like, it's just as flattering to say that they remember their own story and use the pieces they built as it is to say it was planned from the beginning. So is there any, do you have any thoughts on Heidelin? Just like, you know, we kind of know who the heart of Zodiac is or was. We kind of know that like there's a Zodiac out there, but like, what about Heidelin? I mean, obviously you said, do we trust Heidelin? Uh, is Heidelin the big bad? Like when we're in I'm, the, I'm curious. when we're in the Anamnesis and Eider and there's the lore bomb drop that someone became the heart of Heidelin, which is how we learned someone became the heart of Zodiac. That to me is a big hanging thread here at the end of Shadowbringers. It's like, well, if uh, Elidibus became the heart of Zodiac, but then also continued on as this, this soul primal uh, uh, doing his best Asian impression with the memories of fractured memories of Elidibus. Did that happen with the person who became the heart of Heidelin? Like that's well, the, I, I, that's where my brain goes. It's like we're gonna meet the Elidibus antithesis of of, of Hyland and then Walker is like kind of where I think we're heading. Well, and and then you find yourself killing the balance guy. So do we continue that thread? And there, there's certainly, I think, a very easy plot point you can pull off where Zodiac is invincible and Hyland's invincible unless you kill both at the same time because they were created with a similar purpose to balance each other. Therefore, while one exists, the other, and, you know, we kill all the gods and find ourselves in this new world without them. Of course, there's still, like, Ralgar and stuff like that that, you know, could easily be brought in other threats. There are other primals that we kind of, like, like live and let lived, though, right? Because there was, uh, there was Rama. Like, it was just, we didn't kill him. Uh, he just kind of... Didn't we kill him? No, we, we, you're thinking of uh, the trials we've been doing. Um, here in Shadowbringers, but Rama just like put us up for a trial, and he was like, "Oh yeah, no, y- y- y'all are cool." Uh, and then we just left. And then there was also Yasail who would become a primal, and we seemed totally fine with that. But those are like the two examples I can think of. Like everything else, even because the you know uh, 
the Knights 12 are all riding primals like you say, and they had to go. So it's like, I, I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't read so much into Heidelin, but I don't trust her. I don't trust Heidelin anymore. Doesn't seem, doesn't, we don't seem special. Like a little, maybe, maybe a little bit got to me. Maybe a little bit did what he, he wanted to do, you know, called it, called it an all. Oh, we question. are special. We're just in a different special camp now with our, with our crystal, with our powers, with our 14th seat, with our, as them stuff going down. It's a very different kind of special. And will we continue? I mean, could we go around with a picture of star showers? Like, is that, you know, stand in front of Vulda and be like, Hey, we need forces, everybody, you know, roll out the flag. And it unfolds. And everyone's like, Oh damn, play the song. <laughs> I mean, it, in particular with the, you know, the, the image of Amarov being projected, you're like, Oh, you can like just up this. You could make a whole PowerPoint that really sends it home. It's the best way I can think of it is, uh, and this is going to sound insane because it is, but it's like we're in Harry Potter world and we're all like, I'm a wizard. And then I find out everyone I know is also a wizard, but spoilers, my name is Luke Skywalker. Like it's that kind of thing. (laughs) We're like, oh, well now you're just better. Like, sure. There can be a million people that are called to action to be a warrior of light, but like, only one of them has the like gem of asm. You know what I mean? Like only one of them has that crystal. And so now you're just like boop, a little bit above everybody else. Like that's yeah, the only we, way I can think of it. We literally find out we're like our past life. We were the most adventurous Amora team or Asian, whatever term you want to use. Like we, we were a badass among badasses, like in a, an entire race of people that had magic that was so powerful. Like literally will anything they thought of into existence. We were the ones with that power that also still like picked up a sword and were, were killed, like taking care of problems out in the countryside. Yeah. I think that's like a fun little detail to add. It also makes you think about what the other Amortines or Asians, what they were up to, right? Like I think in academia editor, I think they say that, uh, uh, I was about to say thank grade. That's not who at La Habrea. La Habrea was like a smarty pants. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We were memeing on the, on, on that stream when we did academia night. And we're like, I, and I was like the La Habrea I knew was a moron. <laughs> he was a, Oh, I said blunt instrument. He was a blunt instrument. Like he was not a person for, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Intricate schemes. Uh, sure. La, La Habrea in Realm Reborn just kind of throws himself directly at whatever bars his path. Yeah, I actually like that Emmett during one of the scenes with uh, the Emperor. I think I'm, it's like in the it's either at the end of Stormblood or the beginning of this where he's just like that La Habrea guy sucked. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy to me that he's just trashing his own guy, but it makes sense. So yeah, I like I think that's interesting that they all had like different jobs and we're only kind of now discovering it. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it, but it also like, it, like it, it sends me into a place where I don't, I don't know how to read into it. Cause it's like how much of a, sure. how, how much of the elitibus we experienced was the Omoritine elitibus. Uh, and like clearly the La Habrea we experienced was not really analogous to how he was when he was, you know, back in Amarat as uh, pre sundered, mm or pre-sundering i got some i got i got some video evidence here for you jesse great for a podcast but you know we got a live crowd too 
I don't like there's some things that you just go, okay, now hold on, right? Like this, the statue at the end of the academia is so well, a civic center too. Like it just kind of looks like, oh, they, they painted a horse and put it outside, like, ah, community art. But also, it could be like all the shapes of all the universes built together by their intricate knowledge of the past. And then the La Habrea ghost falls over dead. When that's it that's not La Habrea, the... by the way, Kyle. We've been oh, corrected that not on the... that. Oh, that okay. We've La been corrected on that. Well, we're reading all the messages along the way. So, like, why does the, the Amertine fall over dead to summon the, the giant flying penguin? Like, there's some things that just your brain goes, uh, maybe someday. Oh, well, that, that's just, that's our, that was actually our first breadcrumb to uh, them sacrificing themselves to become Zodiac and Heidelin. Mm. That, that's, that's, that's an Amoratine sacrificing themselves to summon a creation. But it's a recording of it that Emmett made and then projected. And, you know, Moonbrita's sacrifice to become Aether was you know, way more dramatic. And this guy's just up here making one Quetzalcoatl. Like, it, 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 it seems small potatoes in comparison when you have the, the, uh, uh, Titan AE reservoir <laughs> of memories and creations you've made. Why would one infinitely powerful being as they're presented to us even sacrifice itself to make a, a penguin? <laughs> That's a great question. And then of course the statue behind it, that is like very like, Someday, <laughs> someday this thing hopefully will make a lot of sense because it's very interesting to analyze. And I think if, you know, I was a modern player at the modern time of release, like this, this would have been my 30 minute dissertation that makes everyone go, oh, my God. Like, you know, people make fun of Dark Souls, lower people who are like, oh, brother Ezekiel. And they're like, oh, I got a whole video about that, that I would be going off on the statue. Full blown. Mm -hmm. But I know there's more game to play, so I, I'll avoid making that that fool of myself. Speaking of more game, ooh! Speaking of more game, all right, you've uh, you've got your meanwhile. You had your perfect ending. Everything was good. You saved the day. The first a okay. You've done it. You're a hero. <laughs> meanwhile, back in the Imperial Palace, thoughts. What's going on there? What do you think? Is, what do you think these two boys are up to? I have no idea. I have absolutely no. I know Xenos just wants to fight us again and he wants to become more powerful and previously talked about gorging themselves on something or other. And I took that. To, I took that to mean essentially the power of Zodiac is how I took that because like he's already gorged themselves on the power of a pretty powerful primal in Shinryu. Uh, doesn't really seem to think Asians are a particular threat or challenge to him at this point. So what's the next big game? Uh, that that's where my brain is going because he's got this kind of almost uh, shonen jump, uh, uh, just want just power hungry vibe to him. Uh, but very much, and I, I I talked when when the hell did I when did I go off on my bullshit about Xenos recently, Kyle? I think it was on stream. But which time? Which you know, the, I don't know. We had some people in chat who were like, "I don't like Xenos after Shadow." I'm like, "Xenos is great. He's great. He's a shonen villain." But they they wrote him within the confines of the rules of their own world. So it's oh, it it's was great. yesterday because we were hearing that 5.3 was the part where the Xenos hate really started. Yes, which was a shock because we were thinking like, surely people just disliked him back in. Stormblood, because he's just kind of the blunt instrument type. But 
and the combat sexual, as people put it. But apparently this was the, the bridge too far for some in the community on Xena. Well, it's hard coming off of Emmett. Um, like, I like 5-3 a lot, but I still, like, because yesterday folks were like, 5-3 or 5-0, which would you prefer? I'm like, 5-0 every day, because to me, the question is, do you like Emmett or Elidibus more? And I think Emmett is uh, a master class villain. Like, absolute master class, and the villain becomes a blurred line by the end, which uh, makes it even better, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I... Um, I don't know, right? Because it's it's Fandani- this new character of Fandaniel, who I don't even know. Might like I've, I've I have questions. Who is he? Asking him we haven't met before seems important. Uh, I'm really hung up on before we knew he was called Fandaniel. The previous cutscene between uh, the my- mysterious new Asian riding in the body of Asahi and Xenos talks like Xenos is having the the recurring dream of visiting Amarat, and Fandaniel is like, "Hey, you interested in that?" Because I can talk about it, and I believe the line is something along the lines of, like, admittedly, only some of it is firsthand. I'm like, how can you only have partial firsthand knowledge? I'm hung up on that quote. I'm really hung up on that quote of how can you only have partial firsthand knowledge? Were you drunk, but you were there? Do you have a shitty memory? Did you get bonked on the head and you only remember part of it? Like, how is that even a thing? Because firsthand knowledge means you were there. How do you have firsthand? It doesn't mean like someone told you the story and they didn't finish the story. That That's partial secondhand knowledge. Well, it, I, I assume that that is our thread of Emmett with the only click on him time scene dependent on that you click on him right now where he talked about how you can up jump somebody. You can find a worthy vessel, someone who's you know into it, ideally that they're a shard and you're going to elevate them to Asian, but it makes it sound like when you get elevated Dassey and you get some ancestral memories. So he has some. That's an interesting thought. They haven't spelt it DVDs. out though. Like, like you have one fourteenth memory, but is that how it works? Is that how he has partial knowledge? He, he, he's a, he's a shard of, uh, uh, uh an important Amoratine. So he only remembers one fourteenth or however many times rejoining, right? Cause we count the rejoinings that have already happened. Right. If you're, I have no idea when you jump up to shit. This is where I, this this is where I get lost. (laughs) If you're an Asian, do you keep your rejoins of previous or are you based on the number of rejoins the Asian had? Well, they weren't really like, so that's where it starts, you know, getting a little, get a little muddy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I see people like yelling and chat chat. Like I'm, 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 I'm dodging my eyes over there. I'm not reading with intensity. If someone's getting up to some bullshit in chat, I'm not seeing it. It's all good. You're good. Have fun y'all. We've um, all played this at different paces, and, and it is clear that in the in the love of the lore, it is very, very easy to forget which patch. We just had this question, right? Uh, Jesse was like, hey, Chad, did you guys remember if they know what uh, the 14th seat was about? And yes, no, yes. like it, Kind it, of. It is, it is mixed. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Or which, which patch did Boja come out? And that's one that was hotly debated in our channel for a little bit, because... It's hard to remember, you know, it, it, yeah. it is a complete. And then we were in the thick of it and they were like, this is where you can stop. And we're like, we're enjoying it. We're just going to keep going. We're going to break our own rule and just keep going in Boja, <laughs> even though yeah. apparently it rolled out in, in pieces. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to take the scene. I, and, and, and it's uh, obviously I, like I'm taking it. It's important that he's in As- Asahi's body has uh, access to that family's now clout and fortune. I find that uh, to be 
an interesting odd couple because Zenos does not seem to give a shit about politics. Zero interest in using the throne that he's uh, cooking on. And, and I mean, legitimately doesn't even remember the dude's name and clearly has been told the name Fandaniel before and, and insults him <laughs> in this very scene. So these seem just to be too, like I likened it. I don't know if you watched the most recent video on this channel called the grinding gear channel, uh, Jesse, but I, I likened it to two junkies in a den that are so high. They, they're very not even, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Yeah. They're I not watched. even, oh, I watched. they're not even connecting. They're not connecting anymore. They're both high on their own mm-hmm. shit and not paying attention to each other enough. What do you think that means then? Well, if, if that's your some, thoughts there. Now we're starting to get into like where you can start meta-knowledging thing, not using your experience from other video games, but also from this interview, a reverse interview as it happened to be today because you brought up the poster. So now I'm like, wait a minute. No, hang on. We're making piles of dead bodies apparently in the throne room. Piles of dead bodies are great for summoning. So, you know, Fandaniel's making, you know, the hunting grounds. Can can Fandaniel just start using Xenos to make piles of bodies because he's having so much fun and those piles of bodies would be great? Which side of the spectrum are those bodies on? Are they light or dark body? You know, if you kill a bunch of bodies, is that stasis or is that activity aster of the darkness, right? And we have the required the requiredness of 5.3 Crystal Tower, which includes the world of darkness. And whatever the hell happened to Nero in there, that was <laughs> hard to remember and hard to fathom at the time. But, you know, with Grahatia back, fully part of the Scions, we could absolutely go in a big far off about the world of darkness and what happened to the 13th. And maybe, maybe we actually explore the other side of the light now, since we did Shadowbringers. And it was so based on that stasis. Because yeah, we never looked at the darkness like straight like straight into it, right? All we've seen is what comes over to the source to attack it. Right. Well, then the, the big lady and then the corruption of Nero and the mm-hmm. and Sid grabbing his hand and all that kind of, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I guess I, yeah, the whole point, I guess we did kind of stare straight into it when we went to the world of darkness. I'm an idiot. Anyway. Well, um, I, I don't think that like that is, that is deep, like comparatively. How fun, big gold guy. Like it's, it's the crystal tower is weird. And in the moment, and you're doing the Noah thing, and you got to get like a couple of horns and the colored horns with the doors. It's it's a like crystal towers a lot for a new player, <laughs> but it is a great example of fantastic. Again, I don't know that it was the plan, but whether they reappropriated that storyline for Shadowbringers, I think the payoff in five point three was one that there's a video out there that people in chat were trying to tell me that I should tell you about, but it's unimportant really because it's all about the dev team. Um, I, when I first started playing on stream, I was like, guys, I'm convinced this, this crystal tower is going to be important. This like, <laughs> it literally is made up of, uh, I was like, look at this. All the crystals mean something. So you got the crystals over there, the Bahamut had, and then you got the crystal. I was like that crystal tower it, it according to the lore, it sucks up energy. That is just like white orosite. So when they spell it out in 5.3, I was losing my mind. I was going crazy. I was like, yeah. So, but that's not me predicting it. That is, they literally set it up years and years and years and years in advance. And then someone on the writing team pulled that thread and was like, let's just like 
make this a plot point. And that's all them. And the reason it's easy to figure out is because it was there. And I was like, whoa, that's so neat. So I think that's that's very cool that they do that. And they continue to do that. And they keep pulling at things. And so what I think is great is anytime you have a conversation where we can sit here and you can just like pontificate forever about anything. And I'm gonna let you know, everything you said may or may not come up again. I'm not going to tell you, but <laughs> if it does come up again, it's because they start pulling threads. And it's so interesting to see what they choose is important and what is kind of like, well, that was a fun thing we did. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. I know. I'm not going to tell you a damn thing. I can't wait for your journey. It's going to be great. No, that's fair. And as we've been playing through over the last year and a half, the game has advanced too. So it's interesting to, pe- for, to hear people be like, oh, that's been explained. You, you'll enjoy that someday. Or think that people are like, that's, that's never going to be a thing. Honestly, it could be any threat in this whole business could be a thing. Like I really appreciated that when a little bit was sucked up by the crystal tower that they took that little moment to go twinkle, twinkle, twinkle into the tower. I'm like, Oh, good. Cause I, I need that. I need just that little confirmation. I'm there's still that Thordan thing where like it flew into the sword, but we used to use our, our site to, and then we break it into pieces. You know, could you booze door it from Monsters, Inc. and rebuild the pieces and, you know, eject out a, a dude? Could you, do we need to destroy the Crystal Tower? Because now we have a little bit in the Crystal Tower, but it's on the first, but it's a, might be a copy. Uh, was Graha, uh, young Graha, cool with old Graha moving into his body? Or is someday he's going to be like, I'm having headaches because my young self is mad at myself for taking over myself. And I saw, I saw a meme. You know, describing to me on a podcast, not the best thing to do, but it gave me it gave me a sense of peace this week where someone said, oh, great story. Thanks. It has pockets. As in plot holes. And the responder said, that's just where people insert their fanfic. Oh, it's calming. <laughs> and, and this this experience with Final Fantasy 14 is a massive fanfic of their own design that they keep bringing back these pieces so what mm-hmm. will be important in the future? I don't, why was there a giant lady in the world of darkness? I don't know. Maybe it was what the engine was capable of at the time. Big lady action. <laughs> okay. So while we're on this, here's the best part. Okay. What are your loose threads? What do you need answers to? What is the thing that keeps you up at night that makes you <laughs> like, I need to know. I need to know. I They've told me so much. I need, like, I mods community right now start writing it down i want to see by the end if they get the payoff they deserve what is what are you what are you like i just want an answer Uh, i want to know why i I hope uh my my uh confused state on uh how much are the Asians we've uh, even met really themselves? I, 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 what the hell's going on with that? Like, what I I question everything about every Asian we've met. Like, I don't know how much of a little bit was actually a little bit. I don't know how much. Mm. Clearly, La Habrea was wildly different than La Habrea that lived in Amarat, and that that Which would have been a great justification if he was fractured or not um, a paragon, because then you could be like, oh, well, parts of him are missing. Yeah, yeah, and and Elizabeth has an extra layer of well, he's also like a primal, like 
and and I still like I look at Elizabeth and I'm like Elizabeth was a different character like every scene you freaking saw him every game or like every time in the game it was pretty consistent in Realm Reborn sticking with the Xenos I was just like I was, I was like honestly a little annoyed with the writing I'm like they should have written this like Elizabeth is in Xenos but you just kind of he just he does such a good Xenos impression it just feels like you're fighting Xenos um so that 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 so I have this with that though I think your last video, the two of you nailed it perfectly that Elidibus says when you beat him, he's like, yo, they wanted me to become Zodiac. And so I did it for them. I became Zodiac. And I think his bit is that he just becomes whoever he's needed to be. And you brought this up. Like he becomes someone else. He's that person now. And he becomes this person. He's that person now. And he really doesn't have a him. He doesn't kind of like did a good job. They did such a good job with it in uh, five, two and five, three. Cause it really did feel like Elidibus piloting Ardbert, not Ardbert. Which is what I wanted when he was in Xenos. I want I wanted like the the ass scene to come out of the Xenos body, not like literally, okay. but like in in how he talks to us, um and and so so like it continued to just so, like I, I'm like Lahabre is not Lahabre. We haven't met Lahabre. Who the hell is Lahabre? Apparently, he's a smart mm-hmm. dude. Uh, we we met like CW dumb high school jock archetype Lahabre. Um. And, and that calls in the question Emmett, like how much is the Emmett that I lo- I'm in love with? How much is that actually even Emmett? Like it calls in the question, so, every paragon of the source we've met. So number one on this list, more Asians is what you're, is what you're saying. Yes. More, 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 more Asian as, lore. 100% um, okay. as much Emmett as I can get. And that also comes to like, I don't know how much I'm like, I may just miss shit on Emmett appearing in the trial, or I'm hoping that gets spelled out clearly later on. Mm. Um, but also I did just, and, and like I said, I've already said the, the, to me, the biggest dangling plot thread from Shadowbringers is what the hell's do we have an antithesis of a uh, like a is to Zodiac. What, uh, that Amoratine was to Heidelin. I forget the name. Did they name it? Did they name the, the Amoratine? Talking about Bina? Yes. It does get named the, uh, is he, he or she, is it she, I think it's confirmed to be a girl. Um, because like is she out there somewhere and we just haven't known it? Is there another paragon of the source? Like we could be wrong. We could have miscounted. Um, that's, I mean, that's the thing too. Yeah. With a long, a long story, there's always the chance someone who should be dead comes back and yeah. predicting that stuff is, Oh, that wasn't, that's not even where I was going with it. I was like, well, instead of three paragons of the source, what if there was a fourth, maybe there is a fourth, maybe we're, well, we're, a, we're a shard. Um, that's confirmed, but, um, you know, what if there is a, a fourth one out there? That's something you could do. You could you could play with that, but and and I think there is, and I think it's whoever the hell Heidelin. Like it's like if that could happen with Elizabeth, why couldn't it happen with Heidelin? Mm. Kyle, mm. yeah. Anything else? Any? I let's make this list. I passed the so talking excited. stick. The the question was uh, what what plot holes need filling to, for satisfaction by the end? Or? Yeah, like what are you? This is it. The next expansion is it for this story. So what do you want them to to wrap up? What do you need an answer to? What do you like? Tell me. I, I play. uh, So I played a game when I was growing up called black and white. And I love, love the idea of when all the people who believe in something are gone, that God dies. So I find primals fascinating. I'd love to explore primals again. I'd love to do kind of a return to primal. That'd be really nice. 
which kind of feels like we might be getting there because we walked in the uh, the weapon stuff, like the ruby, and they're like, what primals did that eat? And I'm like, well, that's an interesting thing to say and not address at all. Who, who's What primals are you feeding this thing to make it do these cool moves? But I was also uh, running home from the bus so I could make Power Rangers Lost in Space as a child because the lore was badass. And in the particular end of that, the Red Ranger had to kill Zordon in order to decrease the amount of good in the universe so that evil could be defeated and brought down as well. And if that's what they, if we, if we kill Zordon, if we kill Heidelin, I'm into it. I love that idea. But I don't, I don't think there's anything that I haven't been yelled at <laughs> that's like plot hole heavy in my mind uh, that I haven't been like, oh my God, Kyle, just calm down and wait. Just wait for it. Wait for it, okay? Nothing immediately springs to mind. I have my desires and personal tones I enjoy. Anything you and your desires would like to see. Is there something you're like, you aren't, it isn't bugging you, but you're like, damn, that'd be nice to see. Like, oh, if they could Garlemald. do that, that'd be cool. Yeah, Garlemald. Like, we, we, meanwhile in Garlemald, we've gone there in a solo duty. We've panned over the uh, tile set of the city, but it'd be nice to, you know, actually go there. go there. Get, yeah. get some lay, lay of the land, see the launch bays that they keep sending things to the coast of Eorzeo with. Dude, I have no idea what the next like new zone is. Like, I'm like, are we going to the moon? I just keep seeing every time I load up my game, it's just a chance of love and the fucking moon shows up. Yeah. Um, and I'm Which just, also, wait, why? Yeah. Why is Olympus hanging out on the moon? Like, I know the moon was important when, when they were talking about the moon of Dollar Moon, but like, why is like, it looks like Earth Moon important. Why is that important? Why are we hanging out on Earth Moon? You can't meta knowledge the game based on its genre because you fight robots with sniper rifles in <laughs> non-lore, you know, not near things. There's robots with sniper rifles. Yeah, like it, Tales of Love. Is there going to be a scene where we're, you know, we're all like, you know, three, two, one, and we load up inside NASA? Is that Nassian <laughs> ship on the launch screen? And we're all going to go go to Mars and go to the moon and crash land into it and like. Ah, does Xenos eat the moon because he stabs it real good? Like, sure. You know, <laughs> is the moon an egg? Hey, obviously. I, I did do that comparison. I, there is a video out there where I I, com- I confirmed that all the moons are being shot from one side. Is that a PNG? Or is the moon legit the same moon hovering between 14 reflections? Because if you go to first and you go to the source <laughs> and you look at the moon, they're both the exact same I think same Jesse's moon. Uh, uh, reaction is, I, is debunking your theory of your moon theory. I, I didn't want to spoil anything, but I'm going to. The <laughs> twist ending of Endwalker is that, one, the moon is a 3D projection, and two, Xenos eats it. Yep. He <laughs> swallows it whole. Yep. And it's, yeah, that's why people love love it so much. But, yeah, but They're like, Zenos, this is the cause... best thing I've ever played. Because Zenos is like, <laughs> like just <laughs> sucks it down. Yeah. Moon. He eats the moon. It came out of nowhere. Uh, and, but I have to spoil it now. I'm so sorry, chat. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, we're sorry we can't invite you back on anymore because you're going to make our audience <laughs> so mad that you spoiled that. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, our mods are going to find a way to ban you from us calling you on Discord. That's what's going to happen. The here. phrase Xenos eats the moon is now in my lexicon, and it's how it's how this story ended for me. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, if Xenos eats the moon, will you get a Xenos eating the moon tattoo? That's what I want. Uh, uh, no, I will not. Uh, but it all depends. Like, it, it, this is all going back deep into my childhood. 
an older childhood. But when everybody clapped for Shinji, it's my biggest fear in the world, playing anything that is slightly astral, slightly multiversal. Can you explain what that means? Because I, I, I know the meme where everyone's like, like I know, but I've never watched it. So I don't know what that means. Okay, so there's a badass show about killing it's kind of it's, it's kaijus right you basically have giant beasts coming from space to kill everybody so they make giant robots to fight them sure but the final episode ran out of funding so they had to draw it was like drawn with blue marker and then the only and as like shinji went do i feel can am i alive what am i who am i and as an adult you look at it and you go well you had a messed up childhood that's what this exploration is about but as a kid you're like oh my god ride the robot ride the awesome robot and fight the things so I in the final did not moment, have Kyle explains Evangelion to Jesse on my bingo card for today. This is great. I've never, I, I've never seen how it ends. I once dated a girl who loved the show, but I didn't watch any of it. So this uh, is like, uh, I'm here for it. I'm uh, ready. Oh, Let man. me know. Wait, what is, watch, on. watch the original. The, oh Wait, my did, God. The old school animation is some of the you most telling them badass. to watch. Were you telling them to watch all of a play all of final fantasy 14, but you weren't willing to watch uh, nine discs or so of anime. That's why it's so hard. <laughs> I know what I am. I think we just I heard how one problem. of those dates ended. I think we just heard. So everybody claps for Shinji because he found peace at the end and he's like merged into the all being or something like that. It's left for you to assume. Then years later, they make an end of Evangelion DVD that's supposed to explain this. And they just did the same thing with more effects and, and way gotcha. more production value. So... Okay. It's it, it's astral. It, it's heady. You know, it, it, it's up to your own interpretation. I think Final Fantasy does that really strong, like with the Ishtola lines, where they present a theory, then back it up and say, you know, you're free mm -hmm. to explore your own ideas. But I'm always nervous that it's gonna it's gonna go that way. So Zeno's eating the moon would be actually preferred in that. Case. <laughs> I love Xenos eats the moon. I am. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I may show up at FanFest in a custom made shirt with Xenos <laughs> just like forking knifing the moon. I don't like it. It's I'm, just I'm my favorite thing in the world. I'm working on some new now. merch right now. I'll, uh, I'll see if I can uh, get okay. that into my design time there. Yeah, for you, resident Jesse. artist, just, please. Yeah, yeah, I would love that shirt. I'd wear that nonstop. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. Anything else that you're like, man, I wish this would happen or I want to see this or before this ends, I'd love this oh. thing. Oh, more more monster types like we had at the end of Emirat. I thought that design with the 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 giga piano organ <laughs> with all the faces yeah. on it was really cool. And it was such a that monster model of the first beast, the chicken thing. The chicken thing's a chicken thing, but like, it's a reference it, to another. Anytime, I'm, anytime I'm like, this doesn't make any sense in the story. People are like, it's a reference for another Final Fantasy, and I'm like, that's why it fell flat. But um, yeah, but I uh, want, like, I want to see but, like the absolute. Like we have the void creatures, but I, I would love to see more. Right. End of days creatures. What do you What do you make of that whole situation? Uh, thank you for reminding me of another dangling plot thread that I forgot. I want answers to of like, where the hell do they come from? What, why, why did they come from? Where did they come from? What the hell? Like, what like, do you understand of that right now? Like, what do you get about the Amortine end of days? Uh, uh, that it happened. That monster showed up, but I don't know why they started showing up. I, I'm, I'm, I have 
a guess that it had something to do with the fact that they were just like creating whatever the hell they wanted because they could. It kind oh, of. Oh, no. Oh, well, that was badass, man. Like basically uh, Emmett's DM and the whole run for you. And he's like, yeah, fear entered our minds. And in a world where we can create anything out of our minds, the second someone's like, don't make pink elephants, you make pink elephants. So are like you are you going Ghostbusters? Don't think about the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Is that what yeah, yeah exactly? I love, okay. dude, I love yeah. I love Ghostbusters. So I'm all I know. for I know. nothing I'm that could you. possibly destroy us, Mister Stay Puff. I'm all for it. So wait, so wait, hold on. So they created those creatures. I don't with their I, minds. I, I don't know if it was intentional, but I think that they're linked somehow. It feels like it would be too much to say that the unsundered world was invaded by an outside world. I mean, maybe you have the void and, and like all the elements of the multi-triangle hold up, but it, it feels, it would be really confusing if we fractured into 13 plus one, but also there's another universe outside of that to fathom. Yeah. And that makes you start to think about like the astral alignments in world of Warcraft where they are represented by like, locations what i like about 14 is it's these are like magic types and when they get out of imbalance they affect the world itself and it's not as much of an invasion like i i i I, as much as i say i don't care about the magic lore i like that in final fantasy 14 and how that how it handles that within its within its story so just in general you want to know what i'm trying to for the list purposes in general you want to know what caused the more teens to freak out. I, yeah, I want to know what causing the end of days. Like, I want it spelt out because right now I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a link with their creation magics somehow went wrong. Maybe I, I like where Kyle's heading with this, where like they they started to think of horrible ways this could go, and then manifested it into into existence. But but also like the, my brain goes otherwise. Like, was it like? bad actors like if, if someone can disagree with the zodiac plan and go and create their own hydalin who's to say they were an actual utopia were there other remoratines that were just like screw you guys we're all gonna create a freaking uh cult and we're gonna become monsters and attack you like there's to me there's a lot of different weight different directions it could go that makes sense within the rules of the world as i understand them and that is the sure. really important part, everybody who's having a laugh right now. It's as I understand them, and I'm wrong a lot. And it's also a very well-written story. Like, we trashed on Thancred for a long time through Shadowbringers. And we got a head pat in the end. I'm like, oh, that's just the cutest thing ever. That's all he can muster, and I'm okay with that, man. That's just you being you. I love you, guy. Show that scene to me before. I'm like, oh, another head pat? Really? Come on, Thancred. You didn't grow at all. that's one of the that's one of those moments where i thought to myself did they just not have the tech for a hug but then there's multiple times this game where people are hugging so i was like that's just a character moment for thankred and i was like thankred that's like your kid bro (laughs) yeah it's like what's the matter with you dude we're we're yes. now baiting like uh, forty comments about uh, head pats and Japanese culture, and I'm like, I get it. I'm not. I'm in America, and I'm projecting. Let me project. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hug. Never tell me about American versus Japanese culture because I played Final Fantasy 15, and I know for a fact that in the English version, at the end of the game, uh, when they're all sitting around the campfire in the English version, 
Stuff has gone down. If you haven't played it, I'm not going to spoil. Stuff has gone down. And the best the main character can do is like, hey, thanks a lot, dudes. You're my favorite bros. <laughs> and in the Japanese version, he's literally like, I love you guys. So don't tell me <laughs> what is what. I played that game and I was so upset when I found that out because I was like, this boy can't even tell him he loves these guys. Like, get out of here, man. You owe these bros. Like, it's tough. So that's all I'm saying. The Asian missed their bros so much, they have started a, an inter-reflection uh, 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 war. <laughs> yeah, to bring back their bros, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's real. Yeah, and yeah, we got the, the, the chai-hugging scene, but no kissing. There will be no kissing in Final Fantasy XIV. He, he, he puckered up. He did pucker, but maybe it was in pain. We don't know. Yeah, we'll never he know. He might have been a pain pucker. He might have been yeah, gasping for air, and that's yeah. just how he gasps. We did have a hug early on. I, I, I was reviewing footage this week. Um, I think uh, Cat Grandma hugged Minfilia. So we had a hug, actually, in The Realm Reborn. We've had hug. We've had multiple hugs. Oh, yeah. We've we had yeah. plenty also, of I have, hugs. I have one more thing on my list that I want that is uh, uh, extremely uh, uh, personal and not a massive lore moment. I just There's a scene I want. There's a scene I have to have by the end of Ed sure. Walker. I need a scene where someone out to Master Matoya the name that Ishtola went by on the first. I need oh, a scene where Ishtola is embarrassed. I need it. I absolutely need it because Matoya is my favorite side character in Final Fantasy fourteen. She is wonderful. She is such a fully realized and perfectly wielded witch archetype and also a perfectly yeah. wielded master archetype and those are two things I freaking love. Um, so yes, I need that scene. I need a scene where Matoya finds out that Yashola used her name on the first. And it's and it's so well done that Yashola is sassy as hell, and she clearly gets that from Matoya, yep. who is just a sass queen. And so, yep. oh yeah, I'm with you. Matoya is one of my favorite characters, period. Yeah. So yeah, I'm always down for more Matoya. Yeah, she's wonderful. And they both just act like they don't care about each other when in reality they are clearly the most important people in each other's lives. Yes, yes. Love it. Absolutely love it. You've led us on this. What was your favorite part of 5.3, Jesse? Um, I'm sure you have I, a video about it, but you're here talking to us, so we can just ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> so I liked, first off, the Asm reveal I thought was great. It was a question I had for a long time, like, why am I even involved in any of this? on a higher level, right? Because it's clearly like we're the hero. Sure. But on a, on a higher level, what is going on here? And I thought that was good. Uh, I loved the sort of last hurrah bit of going back and getting a moment with everyone. Um, except Urian J who just packs a bag because <laughs> whatever well, he, he did I, I, like i i think i talked did that make the edit kyle where i said he he didn't have like a personal connection like every other scion did like every other scion had like one person or in alphano's case uh, like a couple that like represented their growth on the first whereas orion j hung out with the fairies and, and drank tea and painted a really badass poster yeah i when it comes to the the those little bits at the end, I very much think that even though it was well, first off, the scene where you and Graha like hold the staff, that's like art. That's like a Beautiful, painting. Yeah. 
Yeah. That and when all the Warrior of Light and then all the other war like those scenes, someone was just like, bring me artwork. Like that is screenshot worthy to the nth degree. Both those are amazing. And still is. Um, and MMOs are like we constantly are talking about it looks good for an MMO. That is that has probably left our lips more than any other phrase in making videos about Final Fantasy 14. But those scenes just look good. There's no right. modifier needed. They just hold up. Yeah, and I and I love the idea of your character like seeing what Graha is willing to sacrifice. You're like still there to help him. Uh, like it's his choice what he's doing, and you're like, I got you, bro. I think that's a beautiful moment. Um, but all the saying goodbyes are great. However, I cried. Oh, bless those streams somewhere when Arbert gets to say goodbye. I was like, stop this, stop <laughs> it. I can only take so much like that was like, that's a genuinely beautiful scene. And I can only imagine cause it's at the end of just a, so many gut punches that I can just be like, I can imagine being physically spent by the end of that. That was me. Cause it I, was I, the, the, the chai scene got me. And so by the time we got to Ardbird, I was just like emotionally numb. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it was like, it's such a great, totally unneeded moment. Like they didn't need to do that. No one was out there. Like I got to see the resolution between Ardbert and Seto. Cause I feel like that's a really important plot point. Not even remotely doesn't matter, but it gave us like a good one final farewell bit that I think is, is super just like, I don't know, man, that was, that was fantastic. And then going back getting the scene where it's like we bring back our boy. I've watched every single, I'm going to make a generalization, but this is true. <laughs> every single, I'm going to say many guys, but literally every single woman I've watched play final fantasy 14 when he shows up like tears, just so happy he's alive. And I'm like, find yourself someone who looks at you the way final fantasy 14 streamers look at Grahatia. That's what you need in your life. <laughs> Because, oh, my, it's hilarious. Every time they're just like, I love him so much. I was like, damn, I wish I had a little Graha because my God, everyone loves Graha. So it's hilarious. And I love watching that. And then again, I actually kind of love that Fan Daniel is unlike any of the other Asians. He's kind of, he's a trope. Like he is the thing that I love as having played every final fantasy fan, Daniel and Xenos are just tropes. Now like Xenos is like, I'm the evil guy who doesn't talk much because I'm evil. And Van Daniel's like, I'm the evil guy who talks a whole bunch because I'm evil. <laughs> and it's just like, we back in there, baby. It's yeah. time. And I love final fantasy tropes because they always pay off in the end and they're always super fun and silly, but also it's just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. But he also—he's—he's he's useful. That—that's that, why it works, right? Like it always bothered me in Sleeping Beauty that um, Maleficent had like a bunch of goblins that that made no sense because <laughs> she she seemed like she had a plan together, but her minions were useless. Sure, I mean as most minions are, right? Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. And so the big questions I had were exactly some of the ones that you had going forward when I finished with 5.3. I was like. Man, what is 
sort of uh, Xenos' plan. What is this dude trying to do? He clearly wants to fight us, but like, what, what, I, is he gonna like? How how are we how are we fighting? What's going on here? I thought that was super interesting. Uh, of course, my big questions of, revolved around the Asians and learning more about Asm and who we are, right? Because I think once you're told you're someone, you now want to know everything about that. And you're like, oh, what does that mean? That really stuck with me. And then also, once I learned that, I was like, wait a minute. So what about all the other lore? Because essentially, through Stormblood, you're told a, like a bunch of other lore of like the history of the world. And I was like, so what does that mean? And I thought that was super interesting as well. Because they're like, oh, yeah, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. And then the Asins are like, nah, that ain't real. You're just like, wait a minute. Then what? And so that whole thing, I think, is super interesting as well. And there's, you know, those are questions that I had. Fair. <laughs> Some things I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of it. All of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole, I have no, there's no, if I had to pick a point that I was like, this is the spot that I loved, it would be uh, the very, very, very end. There's a music cue. And I think the song is called, um, damn, it's something very positive. It's like something tomorrow or a new dawn or something like that. I don't remember what the song is called, but it's a song. It's the song that plays when um, both in this scene uh, at the very end. No, it's not tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's not eternal wind chat. It's literally the song that has the, it's only played like four. It's called a new dawn. It's only played like four times in the total of this entire game. Once at the end of a rum reborn and then two other times. And then at uh, this uh, dawn of a new era is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, and it's only played a few times once that music cue starts. And they're like, Hippogriffs, oh, there's a flock of them coming. And Alice is just thrilled to have something to fight. And everyone, that one moment is such a perfect, like, you save the world again, but you're all good friends and you're still heroes. And you're going to go do a thing. And that moment, I think, really sums up the entirety of the game for me in like, perfectly encapsulates the story and that moment i was just like this is a winner that's it. it's a solid scene it's clearly they got someone in a studio to move and do the things and drop the staff and i'll say jumps off probably died from the fall doesn't matter it's anime as hell and then <laughs> all your characters have like a moment that's right? how, and how then, we found her at the beginning of shadowbringer she jumps off an impossibly tall ruin <laughs> Like and totally sticks the landing. Yeah. And that, I think that's a solid scene. Cause it's like, you did all this stuff. You put in all this work and boom, this is your like sort of character payoff that all these characters are better than where they were, but they're still the people you love. And I think that's a solid moment in this that I, I genuinely think is the best part of the expansion where it's like simple. It isn't a lot like it's, character uh, moments mean so much to me. It's the end of fellowship. Like what yeah. you're describing. It's, it's the, because mm -hmm. it, it, it's that, uh, that uplifting optimism at the end of fellowship of the ring where we're, we're, 
you as a viewer are kind of reeling. I'm talking about the movie. Didn't read the books. <laughs> you as a viewer are kind of uh, reeling from the fact that everyone's kind of scattered to the winds. Mary and Pippin have been kidnapped. The uh, Frodo and Sam are no longer with Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli. But you, you have that scene where the, the trio are, are, are picking up the tracks of Merry and Pippin, and then we also check in on Frodo and Sam, and there's this optimism as they, they set forth on the next leg of their adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I like in the, the scene before, right before that, leading up where the scions are just hanging out and <laughs> that Alizé is depressed she didn't get new threads. Um, uh, I liken it to, you know, the, the, the kitchen scenes in Firefly. Like, I, I, I love that stuff like when you love characters you mm-hmm. want that uh, but you also don't want too much of it because then it doesn't feel special when you do get scenes like that where you do just get to be a fly on the wall and experience peace with them obviously there's a lot of like non-action scenes in final fantasy but it's like so often you're talking about uh, about to head to action like i think of back in Stormblood when we had I call it the thirsty Thancred scene where he's, he's drinking and then he gives you the whole spiel on what he just spied on. That's not the same. That's not the same kind of scene as, as what happens right. at the end of five, three where everyone's just kind of relaxed and like they get to take a moment to be friendly. Good choices. Good choices. Good game. Yeah. Uh, if you're somehow listening to this and you haven't played Final Fantasy 14, first off, shame on you. Uh, secondly, go play Sorry it anyway. For spoilers. Yeah. The way the way it all falls in is still even if you know how it ends. The way it all comes together, you should go. You should. I watched Star Wars. No Invader was Luke's father. Play it anyway. It is incredible. Unfortunately, you do need to basically start with the prequels um, if you're going to play Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> But hey, the music's good. Just Boy, like the howdy, prequels. it's worth it. Music's Boy, great. Howdy. Boy, howdy, is it worth it. it yeah, such... I, I'm, I'm so thrilled for you two because you get to like not only experience what's coming, but from a place of just complete blindness. Oh, boy. I can't wait. All right. Confirmed. I, We're really wrong about what we think is going to happen, Kyle. Yep. There, there was. There was the big reveal. Yeah. What I'm what I'm curious about is, do you watch any patch trailers? No, no, no. Uh, Keep that up. Don't watch them. For me, it's it's merely models. I don't want to see boss models. That's like the number one thing that is like, oh, that was the that was the secret. That's that's the the dangle. I need that. I also would. I mean, it would drove me nuts if I had seen the primals. Like, a, a, I know they did that like a special cut of the Shadowbringers trailer at FanFest. And mm. somewhere in there, they kind of put the primals line in there. And, and that would have just been like, what? Yeah, I've watched all the, again, I'm a crazy person. I've watched all the fan fest videos and the reaction to the end of it was like primals. The crowd is like, Bleh! like people are losing their mind. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that would have driven me crazy too. Yeah. Cause I would have been like, you can't, you can't do that. So yeah, I think that's super interesting. They dropped that bit. But they also, if you watch fan fests, and this is what I'm expecting at this one coming up in July, um, they don't show everything. The three fan fests, each one showed a different version of the, of the cinematic, of the trailer. So the US one cuts out significant parts, and then they slowly add bits to it as they release it at different fan fests. And so, yeah, and then the music in the background isn't even the music. It's like the bootleg version of the music. 
which is super interesting. We're we we've we've been told that, and so we're 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 going to Vegas mostly just to party with a bunch of Final Fantasy nerds. We know we're not going to be caught up by then, like uh, um. So we're it's not we're not going to like go watch the trailer, but uh, in the background, I'm thinking, um, like, can we figure out a way to get to Japan? <laughs> because if if we could figure it out where we're caught up. I don't, I don't, I, I know we play slow. I don't think we're going to play so slow that there's a concern about finishing and Walker before fan fest Japan. But, uh, it's, it's, it's my, it's my pipe dream right now is like, could what is, we the, get caught up and go to the Japanese one? I mean, I think, and this is just speculation on my part. I could be very wrong. Uh, and this hopefully is no spoilers, but I think because 6.0 is the end of one story in theory, 7.0 shouldn't have anything to do like I don't know I mean like it's I have no clue I yeah, guess you could be okay watching it I don't, I don't know I have, I have no idea I don't, also our MS curator uh, has said to me that I'm probably not gonna you know they're not gonna catch it they don't want to see whatever it is you know is in that trailer mm. too and sure so, sure so our, our guide might also be piecing out in the beginning but yeah, I mean, obviously, like, the launcher does things. Like, it has a big dude in a chair, and it says, like, oh, something is coming, and uh, he kind of looks like chaos from all the chaos memes I've watched. And it's like, oh, okay, whoever yeah. that is. <laughs> I, I don't know if the two of you have any experience or know, or chat knows. This is my first fan fest. I have no idea what to expect there. I don't know. Like, I've watched videos of fan fests and I watch the COVID festy thing they did, but like, do you show up, watch a thing, learn some information? And then what do you do? Cause it's in Vegas. I'm gonna let you know what I would do, but what do you do? <laughs> at the, like, what is there to do there? Yeah. Like the only thing that makes one-to-one -one BlizzCon sense in my brain is the crystal conflict the esports thing they're gonna sure. do i'm like okay that's an audience i'm like i'll be there i'll watch i'm so much about that i'm like i can go yeah. I, I, I can go watch that guilt free like i'm excited but what what's in the middle ground like what how big is the venue is there stuff to look at do we are there hot dog stands inside or <laughs> leave that's yeah like there's i'm so curious because again uh, i think the three of us come from the same like blizz connie perspective when i think of conventions in general there's a lot of games, a lot of stuff. Like you can always be busy. BlizzCon is the closest thing I can think of to this, but BlizzCon also had four, sometimes four games available. And so you can move between them and play different things and experience different things. This is one game. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what it is. Obviously there's gonna be a primal concert. Obviously the symphony is the next day, uh, but like what is at the event, what is the thing you do during the day besides watch devs talk about something that's coming up that I am like, maybe I don't want to know that information, right? Like, what is the, I'm so curious. That's, that's yeah. why I'm excited. Uh, like, like, there's a lot, a lot of folks are concerned we're going to get spoiled. And I'm like, I'm not going to <laughs> plant my butt and watch the trailer. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to see a few cosplays and I'm like, oh, what's that? I don't know if you noticed. I'm dense. I don't pick up on a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, I one time toward Blizzard. I saw a poster for the next Hearthstone expansion and I was just like, oh, that's cool. Unused art. 
Not, I'm not shitting you. I literally looked at something I shouldn't have seen and I was like, oh, what a cool piece of art you didn't use. And then League of Explorers came out and I was like, holy shit, I saw that hanging out on the wall at Blizzard. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm usually so caught up in hanging out with friends that I don't get to see in person that like, I'm, I'm excited about the fact that I'm going to a con where I don't feel the need that I, I have to go see everything. Cause that's how it was at BlizzCon. I was like, I gotta be, I gotta be in three different places at the same time. Cause shit happens simultaneously. You had interviews upstairs. If you were lucky enough to, to get them. Um, and I wanted to watch esports. the amount of friggin' finals I missed at BlizzCon. Cause I liked more than one blizzard game was it, it was constant, sure. absolutely constant. So I'm really excited about it. Like really it's an excuse to hang out with Kyle. Like, and we're going to Vegas and it's like, yeah, of course we're going to go. We're going to go like, take a look at what we can take a look at. We're going to watch some crystal conflict. We're going to, so to me, I'm like feeling very relaxed about it. Like uh, mm. I'm going and I'm like, we're, we're going to shoot some videos together. There's totally going to be a video of two idiots that haven't finished it. Walker go to fanfit. Like there's going to be a video that's titled like that. And it's going to be fun. And we're going to have a good time. Um, so it's like, that's where my, that's my headspace going in. That, like I'm super interested in that. Yeah. I don't, is there anything that you're like excited for Kyle? Or you just kind of, I, I have no idea what to expect. I, I dug up a, uh, I dug up a schedule from 2019 and it was, it was nebulous. At best, with a lot of breaks too. Interesting. So I, I didn't really put it together. I don't, so uh, like I'm wondering down. how much side stuff is there because like a, like a, like a BlizzCon, there would be like all kinds of weird little sideshows that I would never go enjoy because I I didn't have the time to. But what? So so uh, Descartes Dom seventy seven. When you say tons of side stuff. What does that mean? Like side stuff again is some amorphous concept. I don't know what that side stuff is in what. I like assume displays, like the art walk, kind of like that BlizzCon had, or like oh, it was Lightbringer because I was on Lightbringer, so they had like the the server panel like rotating slowly in a glass case, and I ooed at it for. It was up minutes. for auction, and I've thought about bidding on it because I also was on Lightbringer back in the day. Yeah, mm. um, it went for way too much money. Um, yeah, that that kind of they, they had Dark Moon Fair that I never spent any time in, where they actually had like fair games you can win shit. And this is me talking about BlizzCon. Not, I don't I don't know if if they have side stuff, I'll probably go enjoy it because I never got to enjoy side stuff. I won't go to an art gallery because I'm sure it has Endwalker spoilers in it. But right, um, like that's that's the kind of thing. But like to me, like I always I, the most fun I had at BlizzCon was hanging out with people in person. Of course, so that's yeah, like yeah. what I'm looking most forward to is like like I I, I can't wait to meet like any of our mods that go folks from our community, from our free company. And I haven't seen Kyle in person since 2018. And Jesse, I've never hung out with you in person. Oh yeah. See, oh yeah, right, right. right I remember right, right. one point <laughs> oh, uh, vaguely, like awkwardly waving to you. Cause I, I think I, like I saw you at BlizzCon. I was like, I know that guy. And it was just that awkward thing where you saw me staring at you as we were passing in the hallway. And I was just like, eh. and you waved and you're like, yeah, that was, that was it. Um, <laughs> That was that was but. the ultimate problem at BlizzCon was that escalator was right next to the media room, so you'd always see everybody that you hadn't met passing on escalator. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like yeah. the one you yeah, had to, you I, had I, to make excuse, you had to make excuses. Either you had to put together a meetup. We're gonna do some sort of a meetup. We, we don't know. We really don't know what form that's gonna take. But uh, hey, if you're interested, Jesse, let us know. Hell yes, I am. Um, my plans involve. Uh, 
getting up to no good. It's <laughs> it's like bless everyone who's like I'm going to Vegas for two days of Final Fantasy fun, holding hands. To, I'm like, y'all, you see those? They got big drinks that are huge, and then you can walk around with them, and the straws like they, they got it. I am. I made that. Never- throttled saturday night i am going to sleep until like 1 p.m sunday i i ain't yeah. leave until monday afternoon i am partying i'll go easy friday because i don't want to miss saturday but saturday right, of night course. i'm partying professional yeah, of course yeah. yeah you gotta keep it professional but after that go nuts yeah i mean yeah. like it's vegas so what do i expect to leave with much less money absolutely <laughs> I'm going there to have fun and hang out with people and just celebrate some goofy antics. And then if booze ends up in my hands, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm assuming there's really good cocktails. Uh, My wife and I love going to good cocktail bars whenever we're somewhere new. I'm assuming there's some good cocktails to be found in Vegas. So that's another thing I'm going to get up to. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll also be just like way too expensive. (laughs) That's just, that goes with the territory. Yeah. Uh, although I hear like that shit's like cheap in Vegas because you know the, they get you in the door yeah. with the cheap food and drink. And uh, I mean, also hey, you, you have to go walk like through a casino to get there. What an interesting design. Well, thankfully, this is just like if you don't want to see casinos and you don't want to see L.A. or L.A. Vegas proper, you don't have to because the convention center is like off the strip. So if you're one of the hotels around that, technically you don't have to live that life, but uh, <laughs> it's also Vegas. So I guarantee the convention center is going to have slot machines for some reason. So expect yep. that. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, I'm a, whatever the hotel is that's closest to the center. That's where I'm staying. Um, so we'll uh, see how it goes. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I definitely believe just like a PAX, there would be a, uh, like a trial to fight and you would get a t-shirt or something. You know what I mean? Like they did that for years. So I imagine there's something like that. And I imagine there's some sort of like fun little game things to do. I'm curious about all the extra stuff because eventually I think blizzard realized that BlizzCon can only subsist on its games so much. Like there was one year, well, they had nothing, and it was boring. It was and called so, uh, 2010. It was the first BlizzCon I went to, and uh, <sighs> literally Chris Metzen gave a PowerPoint uh, as the opening ceremony. Geek is! Oh, yeah, yeah no, I remember. Geek, Geek is here. Yeah. Geek is here. And, yeah. of course, it's my rough. first BlizzCon, so I was stoked. I had a blast. And then I remember leaving that BlizzCon, coming home to all of the forum posts and the Wowhead articles. This is the worst BlizzCon of all time. I'm just like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I just had a blast. I went to a Team Liquid party. I didn't even know it was a thing that existed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but eventually they decided to add, like there's a whole room of community stuff. There was one whole room that was all buttons. That was great. And I think I'm curious what that looks like and the Final Fantasy fourteen space. All this is to say, every cosplayer who dresses up like Tataru, I'm buying a drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's, I mean, like, I'm just saying, if there's like a Tataru meetup, I'm bringing like a few six packs or something. Okay. I'll be like, I am what asked, up, Tatarus? Yeah, I apologize in advance to every harsher font I see because I will ask you to lay on the ground so I can take a picture with you. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I'm very sorry. I apologize in advance. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Is it, can we set up a great Tataru gathering? Is there something we can do? 
We're like, you know, if you're going to go to Zataru, you got to be there at 5 p.m. at this spot. I'm just saying. Apparently in 2018, Koji Fox hosted something called Between Two Ferns, which lasted for an hour and 15 minutes. Were they just like roasted each other? Yeah, that's the uh, Zach Galifianakis show where he, sh- yeah. he shits on his celebrity guest the entire time. Interactive fun with the audience where he brought a lore book to expand upon the world of Heidelin in 2018. <laughs> that's so funny because now you can just buy that book, which is yeah. even like, like, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm curious what people will take away from this. I... I'm going to leave with less than what I came with, but it'll be great. Uh, everyone look forward to uh, the the grinding drunk cast uh, where I have a task game in my pocket as we bar hop in Vegas. It'll be fun. It'll just be the most indiscernible uh, piece of audio ever released yeah. into the world. Be a good it's time. A, I, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm like uh, thrilled that there's a thing that there's no press so like i don't know what the vibe is i think it's, it's kind of just cool like, as someone yeah. who very much got to reap the benefits of, of media passes at blizzcon for years um i think i do think it's really cool that it's this strictly like fan type thing it's not treated as as much as a piece of promotion even though it clearly is like they're promoting what the next expansion is going to be but it i think it improves the overall communal vibe that they that they don't do that kind of stuff yeah, um, it does make me fearful that uh, my pipe dream of getting to go to the Japanese one will be basically impossible. But, uh, you know, I'm not giving up on it. I, I mean, if it's anything like the UK, US, if you weren't on a US based server, you couldn't even apply. Exactly. To go to- exactly. Yeah, so- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who knows if we have, we've, uh, find someone who has a Japanese account. They're like, I wasn't going to go anyway. You want two tickets? Like, you know, you never know. But, um, I also may just fire up a Japanese account and uh, hope for the best. (laughs) I hope, I hope they see that and do not let you get one. (laughs) I hope they're like, this is a con. (laughs) No, it is. It is a convention that I would like to attend. (laughs) It absolutely. I pay pay my sub. I pay my sub. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh i anyway, I, I think it's well-intentioned i think it's well-intentioned as was this show as was this show so uh uh sorry for dumping on gradania almost two hours ago everybody if you started okay. gradania shout out good full circle full shout circle. out to the gradanians well jesse is there anything you want to know before we go is there anything you any questions you left lingering that you want to assault our minds with Oh yeah, yeah, mm, but yeah, yeah. Go through the filter. Um, a lot, <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything because it is. If I ask you a question, it's going to lead you to spoiler territory. Trust me. While we were talking, I was thinking of questions, and I was like, "Nah, nope, can't ask that one. Nope, can't ask that one." Uh, yeah, I'm I'm unfortunately colored by the fact that I've lived the experience and walked if, to the end. So if you want to feel better. better. If someone watching or listening right now could send uh, Jesse the timestamp of Joe Cat unintentionally spoiling us when he was on the program, uh, you know, just it's okay, it's okay, <laughs> it's all right. I can do better than Joe Cat. I believe in myself. <laughs> we we appreciate the effort. We appreciate the effort. Um, Rad. So uh, I think that brings us to the end of this program, uh, Mister Jesse Cox. If folks are somehow unaware, 
of where to find you on the internet, where can they do so? Yeah. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Jesse Cox is. If you are just like tired of hearing links, jessecox.com is all the links to everything I do. And the most recent thing we're doing is, uh, my goofball friends and I decided that, uh, look, we like star Wars, just not really new star Wars. So we have created a podcast (laughs) where we're going back and starting with the original book that came out right before the first movie. We're going through every old legends content that isn't Canon. And I'm going to let you know, it is so fun to just have a podcast. That's basically a book club where we sit there and we talk about stuff that does not matter. Yo, good book. Good book. Good trilogy. Uh, (laughs) I only really like the first one, (laughs) if I'm being honest. I don't like the way a certain character's end happens, but whatever. That's 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 Mm. for a podcast. Uh, I I, I don't like how they just sideline Leia for two whole novels. (laughs) I mean, then Leia gets several books, though. Leia Leia gets like a lot of books. So it's, you know, um, they had to introduce Mara Jade. And look. I love Leia, but I love Mara. Anyway, so uh, we're going to do, we're we're going through the whole thing. And uh, right now over, just like look up Star Wars old canon book club. It's out there somewhere. It's a spin on the fact that we had a Star Wars new canon book club. And we loved it up until the point where people around last, uh, around uh, last Jedi, it became very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for for the community? Not Mm. fun to be in. And so oh, yeah. everyone was fighting all the time and we were like, we're done. It's a shame because I, I really like the Phasma novel. It's it's rough. Yeah, it's like fun to dig into stuff. And now we are uh on we have two episodes up right now. It's literally just the the movie and uh the book that came out before. And if you want a good re- read the original Star Wars book, it's crazy. I'm gonna let wow, you know it I doesn't start know. the same. It straight up says the intro is in an I think it's something like along the lines of in another time in another place or something like that, or like it is not in a galaxy far, far away. Not quite as iconic as it. No, but it does add a little bit to like, this could be anywhere. It doesn't matter. And it's kind of, and that's kind of the vibe of the whole podcast where since it doesn't matter and none of this, like Dave Filoni's world doesn't connect to this at all. This is all just, if anything, it's crazy fan fiction at this point. And it's great. Unprecious. No need to be precious about it. Yeah. And so you can sit there and read Splinter of a Mind's Eye and be like, what is this book about? Splinter of a Mind's Eye is nuts. And then you realize, yeah, you realize like, oh man, they did. Darth was literally that dude's first name. Darth Vader was named Darth. You know the story behind that, right? That, that, That was a canned sequel to A New Hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They didn't know they were going to get Empire Strikes Back. So they wrote out because the guy who wrote uh, uh, Splinter of Mind's Eye was basically doing like the sequel. Yep. Yep. And it is trippy, y'all. It's crazy. (laughs) And it's what Star Wars could have been. Luke and Leia are like full on romantic in that book. It is Hmm. aft. Also, they are not not brother and sister. It is weirdly low stakes, too. It it reads like an Indiana Jones adventure that you just copy and paste the Star Wars cast into. 
It's wild. Yeah. And then, you know, we went on and we, we watched uh, the holiday special that's coming out soon. Oh, oh boy. What a well treat. Done. I consider yeah, yeah. myself the biggest Star Wars fan in, uh, in in my life. Like, I think I love Star Wars more than anyone else I know. And I had, I've tried three times to make it through the <laughs> holiday special. I can't do it. I've made it through I, the Ewoks movies and I can't make it through this holiday special. I proudly, you know what? I was in to the holiday special until the last like 20 minutes when like a full on 20 minute music number starts and it's insane. And then you realize there's lyrics to music in star Wars. You know, the song star Wars song has lyrics. Oh no. That Leia sings and it is crazy. The whole thing's amazing. There, uh, there's that, like a, oh God, it's just, oh, it's a cocaine curse. nightmare. That's what that, that's what that special is. Yes, the actual B. Arthur one. If you want to see it, I think someone put it up on YouTube. It's insane. Yep, it's genuinely yeah, the insane. whole the whole thing's on YouTube. Um, yeah, yeah, and so we're just going through it, and it's cool as hell, and it's nice to. There's it's zero stakes. No one on the internet can be like, hey, you don't like this character, you won't like the next twelve books. It's like no, we like whatever. It doesn't matter. So yeah, that's our newest thing, and uh, you know, I'm gonna sh- shamelessly plug that. We asked you to. Is that shameless? Yes, yes. It was invited plugging. Right, but I probably should have stopped plugging it about six and a half minutes ago. <laughs> I, I love Star Wars. I will take any excuse to talk about Star Wars. Uh, uh, Kyle, do you have outro music? Uh, oh, 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 it's jammy. It's jammy oh, yeah. this week. I like it. I like it. Well, we want to thank our badass patrons for supporting us on Patreon. You can support that everything Kyle and I make together by going to support our bromance.com. That'll take you straight to the Patreon. Where uh, if you sign up, uh, there's different perks for different levels. But no matter what level you sign up for, you're going to get access to our wonderful members-only channels in our Discord. So go check that out. When we do Q&A, that is where all of our questions come from. We've got a question for the host channel right in there. So drop them in there. And we want to thank our recent patrons. So thank you so much to Misplaced Geek. I want to thank Mary C. Shannon W. Thank you for becoming a patron. I also want to give a shout out to Catherine C. and Harry O'Connor for upping their pledges. So thank you for the raises, boss. Thank you so much. And we want to thank our legendary level backers that we thank each and every week. Sean B., Mike R., Stephen J., Das, and Cheesy Bob. Really appreciate the support, everybody. And then other than that, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Why, you might ask? Well, first of all, for our nonsense, but also you would know that we recorded today's podcast a little later than usual. We gave a little update over there. You can follow Kyle at Kyle Ferguson. I'm at Garrett art, or we have a joint account at Garrett and Kyle. Give that a follow. Other than that, everything we do can be found on our YouTube channel. Just search for grinding gear on YouTube and give us a follow. It's where we do the podcast, where we do the final fantasy streams. It's where our weekly Wednesday videos drop, which one Jesse Cox referenced multiple times today. So Keep it watch. It's good. They're, they're good editors and stuff. It's very good content. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Jesse. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And until next week, GG. No take care, Kyle? Oh, take care. <laughs> Excuse me. I was just agreeing. I was digging. I was vibing. This was massive. We, we did it we did, we did like a deep dive. This was, this was processed. Processed.